is where the fun begins. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sith Talk. Today we have on the show Grayson from the Mortis FM YouTube channel. How you doing, Grayson? Dude, I'm I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No, of course. So tell us a little bit about your channel, what your channel focuses on, and where we can find you at. Surprisingly, my channel focuses on Star Wars. Believe it or <laughs> not, it's, I don't know, kind of crazy. But yeah, uh, we, we've we only been going for, I guess, right before Ahsoka started. Um, so you can find us on YouTube, um, Mortis FM, a Star Wars podcast, and then Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And me and my best friend, who we have, our entire friendship is, is founded on uh star wars we just decided hey man we're just gonna do a podcast like we we're constantly we're just outside of recording uh and th through the eight years that we've been friends or whatever just like we're, we're just talking about all these things and i'm like man we, why don't we just record this you yeah. know um so it's kind of started as like a little fun thing but uh i've got to know t you and uh, a little bit of like, like will and thankfully yeah. through connections uh someone i went to school with in college uh laney shout out to laney byers yeah um, so she kind of got me uh to to know you guys and so yeah we honestly like we talk i mean everything star wars um we just got done of course wrapping up our discussion with ahsoka uh, talking about that um but going into the future since content is going to be a little sparse for a while depending yeah. on when skeleton crew happens or not i think the next thing we're going to try to do is we might start trying to do kind of like a kind of like a book club if you will a little bit of a, a read-along uh, obviously there's tons of star wars books out there yeah uh, with some some dope content so i think we what we might do is uh when we're in these little droughts of star wars content where there's no shows or no movies whatever uh you know every other week we'll we'll do cover a couple of chapters in a book that we're that we choose and uh nice. yeah that's that's it man we we love star wars that's our motto so awesome all right for, so for you guys watching and listening be sure to check them out i'm gonna put the link to the channel down in the description their podcast is amazing like that's why i have these guys here um so yeah definitely go check them out so everyone that comes on the show i asked them three questions so are you ready sure. yeah of course all right so the first one is what is your favorite star wars movie dude different day different movie for me like i i love it all uh there's you know not every star wars movie is perfect but for me mm -hmm. uh at the end of the day like I think it's got to be Empire Strikes Back. That's okay. just my magnum opus. The the filmmaking techniques, uh, just I mean, it has the greatest plot twist in movie history. Like, yeah, um, it was it was probably one of the first movies that were like, oh, the sequel is better than the original, you know? Um, and it's just like amazing score. Um, just I, personally, that's one of my favorite lightsaber fights is between Luke and Vader. Oh yeah, um, and it's just. It's just so good, but uh, honestly, like you know, on a on a different mood, and when I'm in a different mood, I I could say Revenge of the Sith, I could say Rogue One. Yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit of a solo fan personally. I oh, like solo. Okay, yeah, but, nice. But honestly, man, like you know, I I, I love it all. But Empire, it's got to take the cake for me. Nice, nice. All right. So the next one is, what's your favorite Star Wars show? It can only be one, live action or animated. But like, what's the number one show? Dude, it's got to be Clone Wars. I mean, yes. like it's it's the reigning king. Of course, the, I've enjoyed uh, most of the shows. Um, mm. I would say 
Um, but I mean, Clone Wars is like, it was my childhood. Like, and it just, you just got to see it grow from like, you know, this show that was like every Friday night on Cartoon Network and just like, yeah. it, was a, it was just a fun romp to like some of the most heavy and cool themes in Clone Wars. And we're seeing oh, yeah. that even today with the the Ahsoka finale, like the ties to that. So, yep. I mean, come on, we're, we're Mortis FM. That's where it's where Clone Wars started that all. Yeah. Filoni started that all. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's gotta be Clone Wars for me, man. Yeah. Clone Wars is so amazing. Like I got into Clone Wars late, so I was able to binge through one through six, but yep. season seven, I got to watch week to week. And those last four weeks were the most epic emotional month like ever waiting from episode to episode man yeah the 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 hole that was in my heart when when the show ended uh i was like man like this is this is just the, the siege of mandalore those last four episodes of, of season seven to me like i kind of view that as a movie in and of itself like 100 percent like it's just like this beautiful story like that ties perfectly in with revenge of the sith and i was like when it ended i was like dude this is like man 2008 ended in 2020 this is like 13 of my years of my life that have just that have just closed and yeah and i mean when even when they announced that they were coming back to do season seven after we thought it was just you know done mm -hmm. um i think i want to say at this point rebels was about to end and they announced that clone wars was coming back i think it was yeah Rebels ended in 2018, I want to say. So I think they had one season left. Um, and I want to say Rebels is a very high honorable mention for me. Yeah. Um, it, like, but I think Clone Wars, like, I don't think Rebels would be what it is without Clone Wars. So oh, you gotta, yeah. You got to credit the, the original, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. So last question is, who is your favorite Star Wars character? Kanan freaking Jarrus. Nice. He, oh. It's just listen. One of I could I I, I want to do a whole like video essay on this. I could, but I mean, I think he is the best. Like one of the best of the best when it comes to being a Jedi. Yeah. Just phenomenal character arc. He's so good, dude. He's so good. Did you think we were gonna see him in Ahsoka? There was a little part of me that I was like, they might. But I'll be mm -hmm. honest, I'm kind of glad they didn't. Yeah. And, and here's and here's why. To me, Kanan is this kind of, in my eyes, he, he's impacted me so much just like as a person and someone just like his balance of going through the struggles that he went through and being able, it's very similar to Obi-Wan, like overcoming that. And instead of mm -hmm. going towards the dark, he goes towards the light. Like his love yeah. for Hera and his family is what leads him to his sacrifice. And I think that's so beautiful. But I was like, to me, he's this kind of lightning in a bottle character for me where mm -hmm. I was like, his beginning and his end was so perfect um, that like, I don't need any more of him, you know? It, yeah. listen, it, I mean, would I complain if they did a live action <laughs> Kanan? No, but like, you know, to me, it's like the, what we get with, with Jason being kind of continuing on this legacy, yeah. um, the lightsaber that Ezra makes, the, even the little, like you can barely see it, but the picture of him on the cockpit of yep. Hera's, uh, of the ghost, I was like, listen, he still lives on, you know? And, uh, but listen, what I really want though, is I want them to do some episodes with him of Tales of the Jedi in between oh, Order 66 and that. Oh yeah. That yeah. would be sick actually. Yeah. I was actually just talking to Lainey recently. We were talking about like, okay, what do we, what characters do we want to see in the next season of Tales of the Jedi? Yeah. Um, 
and because I personally like loved the the six episodes we got in season oh one. Oh my god, it's beautiful. The Dooku episodes, beautiful man, god tier, bro. That yeah. final episode, like I was like, this is some of the best Star Wars ever. Dave Filoni, man, hands down. So, have you read Dooku Jedi Lost yet? I have. It's uh, right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. So I've read that. I've, I already had that, you know, knocked out. So then mm-hmm. watching Tales. It made that experience even better because I knew right. kind of Dooku's backstory from the book. Yeah. And then seeing it there, it's like, wow, this is beautiful. It, it was so like two beautiful. big pieces of the puzzle kind of coming together. Because, you know, in, in Jedi Lost, you kind of see what's going on with his with his family and his, his bloodline. Yeah. 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 But, then, uh, but then with Tales of the Jedi, you get more of the, like, really the, the Jedi side of it, like yep. the political side. And it's just it's so good but yeah i was i was telling laney that i think it'd be awesome if like we got some plo Koon episodes we got some canaan episodes yeah. um i think there there's there's a whole lot of potential there for next season there there is like i always wanted to see like a young maul and palpatine in tales but now after ahsoka it's kind of like i want balin and shin to see that them mm-hmm. or like, what if we see Balin's master? And what if it's Plo Koon? Like, what if Plo Koon was Balin's master and we got something like that? That would Man. just be mind blowing. That's actually that's not honestly a bad idea with with Balin Balin being Plo's master because Plo yeah. is also one of my personal favorite. Yeah, uh, just he's he's great. I've got a Plo's bro T shirt from nice. like the, it's it's awesome. But he's one of the most like you know honorable and just humble jedi yeah and balin exhibits that a lot of course you know he eventually leaves and goes on his yeah. own path but i could totally that's a that's a good theory right there i, I like that, that that'd be pretty crazy but yeah tails yeah. was just awesome man when i saw uh dooku go into the archives and erase it right away now it's like that's amazing and every time i watch attack of the clones now i'm gonna be like oh dooku did that like yeah. right away such a such a cool little tidbit. Also in Jedi Lost, we kind of get the friendship of him and Sifo Dyas. And yep. so you kind of know what's going on with that. Like yes. from that to Clone Wars, the Tales of the Jedi, like Dooku is just phenomenal character. Yeah. He's, he's one of my he's he's up there for me. Like there's so many good Star Wars characters, man. Like like one character, like a brand new character out of nowhere will just like will show up like Balin and Shin, right? And you're like, Dude, they're just incredible. Like yep. now, I have to re reorganize my list of favorite Star Wars characters. Yep. You know, um, so yeah, it's good stuff. Yep. All right. So I want to get into talking more about your guys' podcast, Mortis FM. But I know you had something yeah. you wanted to talk about first. Yeah. So got to shout out uh, my boy Cole. Uh, I believe he will be on with you next week. So yep. next be week. sure to tune into that. Um, but he is he is my my other half on Mortis FM. So he came up with this really good idea. Uh, we can't take full credit. If anybody knows uh, Star Wars Explained, Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained, they, they do this on their Q&A. Um, mm-hmm. And so basically there is this, uh, this Star Wars chat pack, basically, that it has 125 cards. Um, it is it's officially licensed. It was written by uh, someone named Kelly Knox. And basically mm-hmm. it's it's 25 or 125 conversation cards that just open up Star Wars conversations. So nice. we're going to start doing this on the beginning of our episodes from here on out uh, until we run out and we'll probably run out and we'll probably just start them over again because yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of open-ended questions in a way. Um, so I'm going to just grab a random one and I'm going to ask and we're just going to talk about it for like Let's 10 go. minutes if that's cool. With you. Yeah, of course. Sweet. Okay. 
I have not shuffled these at all, so I'm literally just going to grab this one. Seems like a good one right here. Oh, okay. This is a this is more of a superficial question, uh -huh. uh, but it says Dex's Diner is famous for <laughs> six 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 layer cake. I don't know what that is, but all right, now I know. What Star Wars food do you want to try? Oh, what Star Wars food do I want to try? Yeah. Man. Oh, man. I can't even think of, like, particular Star. I would need, like, a list. I know. That, that's my thing, too, is I was, like, I, I'm, like, there's, like, the portions that Ray has. And then, yeah. like, oh, man. There's, I mean, like, you've got there's your... like, blue milk. Right. Um, I can't really think of even anything from, like, I know, so like to, An Anakin and Padme had like fruit at that one dinner that they had that he was yeah making a float and stuff. That's Melu runs. Oh, Melu runs. That's yes. gotta be they. They be hyping up them Melu runs they, all the time. <laughs> they do, and they were in Mando too. When um, yeah. or, or was it Book of Boba? Like when they were chasing the guy, and there was a bunch of Melu runs that got yeah. knocked over. So yeah. yeah, I would probably say that because that's probably one of the few like official Star Wars food or fruit that has a name yeah that's very iconic yeah i if, for me if uh, just for the sake of being different i guess so i'll get so because you will i'll let you have that one uh like i said before i'm a big fan of solo uh i would i know this isn't really a food but you mm -hmm. do consume it i want to know uh, like what they're drinking on that the on um oh Dryden boss's yacht you know that like i was just showing you before but they've got these like these little cups yeah, got this yeah. In the star cruiser by the way but like i mean you know you've been to galaxy's edge i've been to galaxy's edge yep. they've got some some banger alcoholic beverages oh, in there so the, what is it called the the coruscant cooler or cor there's a coruscant something that's a drink there it's so good really oh, where, where yeah. is it is it at the it's the it's docking like bay it's like that little like stand that's right around the corner from Ronto Roasters where you could order stuff. Yeah, it's right, it's right in there. Yeah, okay. it, I think it's called a Coruscant. It's a Coruscant something. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. It's, it I, is so good. I'm I'm a big Oga's Cantina fan uh, at Batu. So yeah, uh, my favorite has always been the Jet Juice. Um, oh, it, nice. It's a pretty it's a pretty strong one. Uh, but it like. It definitely feels like something that has like a lot of like kick to it, and it just mm -hmm. feels like a very a really good Star Wars uh, libation, if you will. But um, I guess you can you can go to Galaxy's Edge and just try food there. No, exactly. Yeah, it's called the Coruscant Cooler. Definitely okay. check it out, man. It's got okay. bourbon in it. It's pretty strong. Really, it's it's a good drink. It tastes good, man. All right. Well, when next time I go, I'll be trying out a Coruscant Cooler. Until yes. then. Come on, guys. Why do you not have Melu runs at, at Galaxy's I Edge? Know, what are you, what are you doing, bro? Artificially yeah. makes a brand new fruit. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so that's a little tease on what we're going to be doing on Mortis FM. Just to start off each episode, it won't be yeah. a full episode discussion. Because like I said, it was, like, yeah. it was like a five minute question. But uh, I've looked through a couple of them and there's some like really like heavy hitting questions on there. Mm. So just depends on the day. So if you guys want more random uh, discussions like that on over nice awesome awesome so that's a great idea that's fun like for sure yeah. that's a, a cool a cool thing to do so let's talk more about mortis fm so like yep. i know you and your buddy started it like what are your plans with it like in the future like are you guys going to keep this going for a while or what, what are you guys thinking 
we're going to keep it going as long as we're having fun with it, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so for co- some context, um, Cole and I have, have been best friends for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. he has been, he's been one of my longest running friends. And so, um, Star Wars had always been kind of the genesis of our, our friendship. So, um, a few years ago, we actually, we had a, a podcast that we ran with a couple of friends and unfortunately just, uh, that one, it kind of dissolved after some time people mm. moved on w- with their lives or whatever. So, but we, Cole and I were, were kind of the resident star Wars people in that podcast. And so, um, and so I just got to this point where I'm like, man, like I miss just talking into a microphone about star Wars, you know, like, yep. um, and I know there's a lot of, a lot of people out there, right. That do, do star Wars content, but, um, but like, it's fun for us, you know, star Wars is literally my favorite thing ever. Um, so, I'm like, man, I I want to do that. And, and for some background, I'm also uh, into media. And so I, I love content creation. Right. So mm-hmm. um, so it just it kind of scratches that itch for me, you know, of like being able to talk about my favorite thing and also kind of feel some satisfaction while doing it. Yeah. Um, so currently, I mean, we're, right now we are strictly audio only. Um, we, we upload on our episodes on YouTube and then, um, also every week on Spotify and Apple, unless some weird stuff happens with our schedules. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, we've been covering Ahsoka, which is kind of the hot thing. And now that Ahsoka has died off, we've, we have a whole list of, of questions that we, uh, or discussions, topics that we plan on, on talking about. Um, but yeah, man, we're going to keep this train going as, as long as I can. And, uh, it's brought me some really cool connections and I just want to shout out you. Thank you for being super supportive. You and, and all of your circle of friends have just been very supportive of us and Cole, us, us, we lads in the Star Wars community. <laughs> but, but yeah, like you said, it's like, we're Star Wars fans. we got to stick together. So, uh, yeah. so I, I appreciate it. Cole appreciates it for sure, but, uh, we're going to keep it going, man. No, that's awesome. And it's so funny because when you guys first made your first episode, Lainey is the one that hit us up. Like we have a little group chat yeah. and she was like, check out, uh, check out my buddies. They they started a Star Wars podcast. So literally listen to the first episode. And like, as soon as I finished, I'm like, I'm bringing both these dudes on Sif Talk like, right <laughs> away. Because it's like such an authentic thing. Like you could tell these are two real dudes that love talking about Star Wars. Like it just felt so natural. Well, thank and, you. Yeah. And then Will at Diamond Fix kind of said the same because I shared it on my story and he was like, mm-hmm. who are these dudes? He checked it out and he was like, yo, those guys are awesome. Like, like they're really, really cool. I want to bring them yeah. on. So, yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 great, man. Like and I kind of like that it's not video. I mean, if you go video, that's great, too. Right. Mm-hmm. But since it's not video, every time I listen, I'll put it on my big TV in the living room and I literally just be productive doing stuff that yeah. i should be doing while listening yeah so that's kind of awesome because there's not a lot of podcasts like that that are yeah. just uh audio yeah it's it's i mean obviously uh, you know it's a it's a little bit easier uh to just oh, manage yeah. audio and so I, I take a lot of pride in making sure our uh our quality on our episodes is, is really good um but yeah dude thank you so much that that means a yeah. ton that's what that's the goal we try to be as authentic as we can we try not to gatekeep anyone from their opinions on star wars i yeah. god knows i have my opinions about star wars but like at the end of the day like star wars fans are star wars fans and i just i just love talking about it and i love hearing other people's opinions and stuff on it um so the more positivity we can spread the better yeah exactly yeah yeah i'm kind of the same way too like i love being positive but then i have my own opinions and own takes on certain yeah. things but like i'm definitely respectful of everyone 
whether they like it or not. And like, that's kind of one of the reasons I love going to Star Wars Celebration is because that is like literally you. it's like a safe haven no matter what you like. You could like the worst stuff. You could like the best stuff. But everybody's respectful. It's 100 percent positivity at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Like I, it's just I I get I'm very jealous. Cole and I are very jealous of you because you've been to more celebrations than than we have. Uh, we have only unfortunately been to um orlando back in 2017 and man that that was the first time cole and i actually met each other in person um, oh really it, yeah so uh so him and i we, we live about five hours away from each other but uh we had we had met on xbox and um if anybody wants the full story go to our first episode but, but basically i mentioned saw Gerrera was being played by oh, I remember Whitaker. This. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like Bro, you like Star Wars? And we and then that was just basically the launch off, right? Like yeah. we played Battlefront 2015. We watched uh he came to visit me to watch The Last Jedi for the first time together. That's a whole other story as well. <laughs> <laughs> well what a but, trip. Uh, yeah, uh yeah. So uh that was but I mean, hey, like Star Wars, it's in our blood, quite literally. So uh Star Wars celebration, like we 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 view from the lens of, of our phones and our desktops because they've got the live stream going on, but it's, yeah. you're, com you're completely right. Like, it's just when we went there, like genuinely one of the happiest moments of my life was, was going to Star Wars celebration. Like just everyone is just so positive, so loving. Yeah. Of course you get to meet literally like some of your lifelong heroes in that regard. The cosplays dude, crazy freaking incredible i mean the moment that it like it hit me like a truck is when i was walking down an aisle and i saw a guy in star killers sith stalker armor and smoke was coming out of his mask bro. i was like that is insane. insane yeah and so i just like we we loved it and so like the depression that i felt after celebration ended bro like uh, and i'm sure you feel this every year uh oh so my first celebration was the same one that you guys went to orlando 2017 and i didn't know what celebration was i lived in orlando so i was just driving down i drive and i saw the signs and i'm like what the hell is celebration so <laughs> me and my buddy ricky at pop the bounty collector oh we yeah bought, we bought tickets for thursday friday and we went because we figured two days is enough we don't need to go all four days boy was i wrong because that saturday and sunday being at home I missed it so much. And that was only my first time ever yeah. going. So since then, we have not missed like at all. So yeah. I did Orlando, then I did Chicago, then Anaheim, then we did London. And we're saving and planning now for Japan in 2025. Yeah. So um, when you went to Orlando, did you you guys did all four days? We did. That oh, was that was. So uh, cool. I'm I'm a I, I'm a little bit of a, a young and I'm 24. So when we went to celebration, oh god, I was 17. Mm. Uh, so so that was my my senior. That was my senior trip. Actually, was yeah. graduating. So I was like, I'm not going to the beach for spring break. I'm going to yeah. Star Wars celebration, bro. Yeah. Uh, and so we went there. It was me and Cole and one of my other friends at the time, and my dad. My dad is literally like. Listen, I know a lot about Star Wars. My dad knows just as much as me. Like it's insane. Nice. Uh, so, uh, so I mean, we like we said, like when we drove away, we were like we were there for all four days. It was just day in, day out, 
uh, Star Wars, and uh, it was it was incredible. But yeah, we I did not get to go to Chicago. We were we were going to try so badly to go to Chicago, and it just it just did not work out because I had school. It was in like you know their dates are kind of weird sometimes. Yeah, like, it's, like yep. you'll have like a you know like as early as like a March or an April, and then you'll have something as late as like August, right? Yeah. Um, so it just really depends on what they need to do for planning. But the uh, I was supposed to go in 2020 for my 21st birthday. It was going to be on my birthday. Uh, oh. We bought the tickets like a year in advance. We were ready yeah, to go. Yeah. I was stoked. We were going to make it a big trip because it was in Anaheim. And so yeah. what we we're going to do is we we're going to do celebration. And then we were going to stay a few extra days to go to Disneyland for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Because right? I had not been at that time. Uh, and of course then like, you know, COVID happened and the news hit that, that we were like there it's, they weren't even skipping this year. They were skipping 20 or 2021 and go waiting all the way till 2022. Bro, that was Uh, brutal wait. And I was like, and I was like, dude, like I can't gamble. Like I had the tickets and they were like, yeah, like you can keep your tickets or you can get them for a refund. And I was like, Uh, I don't know. Refund. Yeah. I was like, Mm. I don't know where I'll be at. And, uh, and yeah, so I was I was at working at Disney, like I told you right before. Um, Cole and I we worked for Disney for a year, and so I was in between my lunch breaks. I was watching Hayden and Ewan McGregor on stage, like talking about Kenobi, oh. and uh, it was I was like, like, dude, I want to go back so bad. So maybe Japan. Um. So Anaheim, bro. Um. I met my boy Ty before we went, and he. Uh, we all got VIP Jedi VIP passes last minute. Nice, which was insane. So, does that God. let you like go to all the panels? Basically, literally, yes. So, my four day pass for Anaheim, I entered for every panel and lost. So, if I wouldn't have got the VIP from Ty, I would have missed out on some of the most amazing experiences in my life. So, yeah. the Lucasfilm Showcase panel when we went in for that. So it started off with a live band came out playing Duel of the Fates live, which is like my favorite song. So already I was like, oh, my God. And then at the end of Duel of the Fates, Hayden and Hewen walk on stage and they invite us to come back to the world premiere of Kenobi that night, which that was crazy in itself right there. But then later on. The stage just wrote flips up, rotates, and John Williams is there with his band on his birthday. And he does the Obi-Wan Kenobi song world premiere, us hearing it first. And then in the middle of that song, Harrison Ford just strolls out to wish him a happy birthday. I Bro. was like, is this real? It's like, this is not real life. Dude, like that is like what an, a collaboration, just a center point of like in literally the biggest people in dude. Yeah. I would have the high I would have been on would have just been like insane. That is that is a that's crazy. Bro, so after that, I, like when we got out, I'm like, Ty, thank you so much. Because if I wouldn't have got that, I would have missed that. And then like knowing that I missed that and me being there, it would have like broke my heart. Yeah, dude. Because like that was insane. And then we came back that night for the red carpet Kenobi and we got there crazy early. We were front row. So we were sitting in the front and looking at the stage like five feet away. And then Hugh and McGregor came out. Deborah Chow came out. They talked about it. We watched the two episodes. And then at the end, the entire cast came out on stage. Even little Leia, they were all there right there in front of us. They watched crazy. 
the yeah. even uh the leia actress was there yes, too because the that little was leia she was that so was a, cute and adorable that, that was a twist because we didn't know anything about that they kept yeah like, i remember cole and i we stayed up that night i think i guess it would have come out at three in the morning uh they pushed it up to midnight <laughs> that's right that's right thank god because i had an early shift that next morning so we watched yeah. both the episodes yeah the leia thing was not they didn't say anything about that they were yeah. like we were all wondering like yo why is obi-wan gonna leave the planet like what's going on so they had that prepped and ready to go from the that's awesome man yeah it was it was such an amazing experience man so like i cannot wait for japan london was great for sure mm -hmm. it's it, and the thing with london when i went i was so curious like is this gonna feel like celebration because we're in mm -hmm. europe like how are all these european and it was really a worldwide event and like i wondered how it would be since i've been to three u.s celebrations bro literally the same exact thing it really? was the same exact thing yeah it felt the same even though some people couldn't even speak english or yeah. this and that it was the same thing and funny enough i saw a lot of the same people I, I would see at u.s celebrations yeah i saw over there which was which was crazy so yeah japan is gonna be crazy interesting because that's even more of a language barrier because at least yes. in england they speak english mm -hmm. in japan they don't speak english so no yeah that it, one i'm interested in that's kind of the the thing that i'm like hesitant on right now with japan is it's like i've never been to japan me like, neither I've never bro. Been, I'm, yeah and so i'm like there's a part of me that i'm like dude i want to get like <laughs> you want to go to celebration but then also it's like going to celebration and then leaving it's like dude i'm in japan right now no like, of you course want, yeah yeah so it's like in my head and i'm like it's not just a four-day trip that's like a two-week long trip right oh, like yeah. yeah so i'm like i want to like i want to do celebration and then i want to take a day to rest and then i want to go see like so and that is a big investment right there is on hotel expenses and and flights and everything so uh but if i can tr if i can try to do it i'm gonna do it man uh, bro I'm, so I'm desperate <laughs> I, I've been researching like crazy and it's not expensive as most people think, which is right. kind of nuts. So um, I'm planning on doing 11 days, 11, 12 days out there. And I'm okay. going to do all my Japan, Tokyo stuff before mm -hmm. then the three days of celebration Then I'm going to come home because okay. celebration is done. My money will be done for sure. Are you but, staying with any of your friends like at a hotel like you guys kind of pitching in? So I, no, because like. With a trip that big, I don't know if people are going to be for sure going to go or if they're going to back out or people might go at different times. True. Like my buddy Ty, he's doing three weeks, which like okay. that's awesome. But, bro, I can't do that. I can't. Do <laughs> and, and then my buddy Ricky, I think he's doing similar to me, 12 days. So I think okay. I might be at the around 11 days and it's going to be me and my brother going out there. Okay. So me and him are going to get a hotel and I'm planning on doing two different hotels one in the heart of tokyo for like five six nights and then one right next to the convention center for four nights the last okay. four nights gotcha so literally i think the, to the 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 total cost for the hotels for like nine ten nights was like under a thousand bro really yeah that's that's like a that's a hundred yeah. bucks wow yeah. all right so, so there is yeah hmm. I, i've been so ever since japan got announced at london i've been researching since then yeah. So, like, I'm always checking hotels. It's not bad. The only thing that's pricey and, like, there's no way to get that cheap is the flight. So, I'll be flying there from Florida. It's going to be, like, $1,600. Like, I'm there's, surprised no, there's they, no way. I'm surprised 
they it flies straight to Japan from oh, Florida. Heck, oh heck no, bro! It's oh uh, you gotta go to New York, right? It, it, st- it stops like I think it's like Chicago or somewhere up in the the northeast. Oh, you there's go. one stop and then it goes direct, and then it's it's like 18 hours total of traveling, which is yeah insane. But like yeah, the, the ch- that's the the most expensive cost. Everything else is reasonable, bro. I'm planning yeah. on doing both Disney parks over there. Okay. Oh, so, nice. Ticket to get into Disney Japan, $73. No way. Bro, every everything over there is reasonable. So, like, it's, yes, yeah, 73 bucks. Universal, I think, is 67 Wow. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I'm yeah so. in the air with our, like, $200 Disney tickets over here in America. Oh, it's wild. So, like, um, literally, I'll be dropping videos and stuff when like hotels you could book when you could book your oh, yeah. flights. So I'll keep you updated for sure. But absolutely, man. I think this March, mid March, is when you could start buying your flights. And literally, right. the minute it's available, I'm booking my plane ticket just because that's the biggest expense. Get that out of the way. Yeah. But it's it's not as bad. The the thing that's gonna cost a lot though is if you don't have self control buying stuff because there's gonna be so much yeah. cool shops like I'm gonna go to the Nintendo store in Japan the Pokemon Center oh yeah I'm gonna go nuts I found a vintage Star Wars toy store over there that looks crazy real really yeah oh. that I'll, that's gonna be my first stop because that one scares me the most so I want to go there first and yeah knock it out but that's not even including what's all in the convention center oh no like, yes celebration yeah. has to be a separate budget because like yeah. I'm big <laughs> I'm big on collecting the pins so I gotta get mm. the whole pin set for that's, Tokyo that's so funny you mentioned that because right here I guess that kind of comes into play sorry if the the clanging this is my dad's pride and joy he was he loved the pin collecting yeah celebration so i've got right here i don't know if you'll be able to see it that well on oh camera, the lanyard oh but i've got oh that was but i've got all of the and they're not all from them but i mean there's you've got uh finn you've got kylo you got han you got Dude. like i think he has thrawn if i'm not mistaken no you know what he doesn't have thrawn because he traded Thrawn for a Death Trooper. Mm. We we, we roasted him for that. But we do have... Uh, what was it? There was like... The Death Trooper is still pretty sick, though. I won't lie. Come on now. Like, look at this little guy. Yeah, those pins, that- bro. It's such an addiction. So Orlando, I didn't really get... I got like one pin. It was the free pin from Funko, the Kylo Ren. So I have that mm-hmm. one. Chicago, I started to get into it more. Anaheim, we went nuts. We got a bunch, but London, me and my boy Ricky completed the full London set. Nice. So we spent a ridiculous amount because it's about 50 or 60 pins and like a, 10 bucks a pin. It's kind of ridiculous, but we we knew we wanted to do this. We saved. We planned for it. That's pretty much the only stuff that we bought at the show was yeah. the pins. Okay. And it was a mission because like there's certain pins you could get only in the celebration store. There's yes. certain pins only in the mystery boxes. There were eight pins on the vendor floor at different booths. So mm-hmm. each day we strategically planned out, okay, we're going to run to these two booths today. The next day we ran to the other two booths because as soon yeah. as it opens, bro, everyone's running, yeah. running to get those pins. Yeah, I remember I think he had to go to like, there, there was like a, several exclusive ones. And yep. I think the one he had, he had to give up one of his exclusives to get, the death trooper which was another exclusive yeah um because that was like the year after rogue one so they had a couple of rogue one exclusives but also i think that was the year after 
What year did the that Thrawn would have already have come back? Season three already would have happened for for Rebels. But I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember. Uh, I think we talked about this. There was at the Funko booth. Uh, there was the limited edition Thrawn, and then uh, the Funko of him, and then there was the the hooded, hooded Luke. Luke. Yeah. yeah, and uh, this is kind of a funny thing. But you remember how they obviously they have the celebration stage that'll bring different toy vendors and stuff on there. Yeah. Um. They the. Uh, the Funko toy group actually came up on stage and we were front and center and they gave out the ones that were on stage. Uh, and my friend, they, they basically, they threw them out and it, oh. they're not pop Funkos. It's like one of the other pop toy lines that they oh, have. Okay. Yeah. Like, the, the, the wacky wobblers probably, probably it was like wobblers. They, they, they did a white Boba Fett. I think that year. So no, what he has is it's like Greedo and IG 88 or something. It's like a bounty oh, okay. hunter. Like, I don't even. I, I I had to get out of the pop Funko game, man. Like yeah. it was so much money. Like I used to collect them like crazy, and now it's like I don't have the space for him. But, oh yeah. But he has that still sitting on his shelf, and much like you, he has a full Darth Maul shrine. I mean, like it's nice. just so. Um, so he's got the old school kind of crazy looking spiraled eye D Darth Maul. Funko, you know, that yeah, one? the first one, the blue box. Uh, but then he got the the season three Maul, where he, mm. he has like the the Inquisitor saber, I believe um and that that he was like this one's so much better so yeah um so yeah Co collecting stuff is fun man but you got to have a lot of self-control otherwise you'll just you'll go oh, crazy i know i know and it that's so crazy because i remember the funko booth since that was our first celebration we didn't know how it worked like you, you were mm -hmm. supposed to enter a raffle beforehand to get into funko we didn't know that yes. so the two days we went, we got there at 8 o'clock, and as soon as it opened at 10, we ran to the Funko booth. We camped out there until 2, because after 2 is when they let everybody in. We did that both days, and we got pretty much everything but Thrawn and Luke. Yep, those were the hot ones. Both days, Thrawn and Luke sold out. So luckily, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time, my friend's ex got us both the Lukes, because they were shared with, like, Think Geek and GameStop mm. at the time. So we got them. And then when I came back home, I went to Toys R Us in Clearwater before they closed down. Rest in peace. <laughs> but uh, Thrawn was shared with Toys R Us, so I found Thrawn nice. at Toys R Us. So I have, like, that complete 2017 set. I love those. I, I bet you're happy to have that Thrawn, Thrawn now. Bro, he goes for, like, four, five, six hundred. It's ridiculous. That ridiculous, is insane. Bro. Yeah, he uh he skyrocketed in the middle of Mando season two just from Ahsoka saying his name. He went from being like <laughs> 150, he, like for real, he was worth like 100, 150 after that episode, 300 plus. And since Ahsoka's came out, five, four, yeah. five, six hundred. It's ridiculous. What this is a this is kind of a, a fun question. You may have answered this before, but I'm genuinely curious. What do you think? What piece in your collection uh because i know you've got a lot <laughs> uh <laughs> what do you think is the one that has increased in value the most like what is the most expensive thing that you have that like if you were to go and sell it right now what do you think it would be probably my obi-wan kenobi the holographic uh funko from anaheim celebration okay um i think it's around like seven or eight hundred right now something like That's that crazy so the story for that is I, man, I love this story. So I it never gets old telling this. So me. we were at uh, Anaheim Celebration and we were doing the VIP night early shopping. The day before it started, you got to go into the Celebration store. 
So we walked in and there was like a little like kiosk in the middle, like a little stand. And I'm looking and I'm like, is that what I think it is? I run over it full speed. I grab it. And it's that holographic Obi-Wan Kenobi Funko Pop for $20 retail. It's there's only 3000 of them made. And literally the wow. week before I went to celebration, I was looking at them on eBay. They were all a thousand dollars. And I was like, man, I'm never going to own this pop. I want it so bad to complete my set, but I'm never going to get it because I'm not going to pay a thousand. And that night we got it for 20 bucks. I had a heart attack, bro. Like I grabbed it and I literally just wanted to go home. Like leave. <laughs> like that, that made Get the away. whole trip. Back off. That's yeah, so it was dude. crazy. So I, they originally released it online in 2020 since uh, COVID happened. And then they, they just released all the merch online. Mm-hmm. So you had to enter a raffle online to win, to be able to buy it. So out of the 3000, I guess they only did 2,500 and they saved 500 for the show oh. and they put them out they put 250 roughly out each day the uh the pre-night and the first day and everybody went nuts for them nuts that's so crazy it has to be that obi-wan kenobi man just because of that story and like it, it it does have crazy value but like i'm never getting rid of that thing man oh no never that's yeah. where people are like oh you got to get it because it could be worth money one day and it's like the funny thing is i'm never getting rid of it so exactly i'll yeah. be dead until it's in somebody else's hands yeah that's so funny, man. I love that. So crazy getting that. But yeah, man, it'd be cool if you uh, were to go to Japan too. There's a lot of people that are planning on going. So it's going to be, it's going to be crazy out there, man. Listen, the, if, if, you know, if Mortis FM continues to grow, then it's, it's something that I, I definitely would, would like to, to really try to jump on. And we've, we've got time to prepare. So oh, yeah, we'll see. Yep, for sure. All right. So next up, let's talk ahsoka let's do so what did you think overall of ahsoka did it meet your expectations did you enjoy it i i loved it personally um i would say the only i think the expectations that i had were that it was going to be just kind of a one self-contained season Mm -hmm. so i did have the expectations that we were going to get a little more with uh a little bit more going on with kind of the ahsoka balin and shin side of things especially balin um but i was wrong and i'm okay with being wrong if that means we're going to get more down down the line hopefully Um, i hope i hope so um i know here's the here's the thing lucasfilm has a track record and i know people are a little hesitant like it is notorious that like they announce projects and then they just never happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like from, from like Ryan Johnson's trilogy to the Benioff and Weiss movies to whatever's going on with this Taika Waititi thing, the Lando thing is a show and now it's a movie and we've got the strikes happening and all of this stuff. And it's like, listen, <clears throat> man, I just have no idea, but Dave Filoni is kind of the guy. He is the main man right now. Yep. You know? and, and so, um, I am excited in whatever capacity they continue. I'm I'm more intrigued by that side of the story than anything really mm-hmm. is. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm stoked for the the Thrawn kind of conflict that's going to happen. But me personally, I'm like, dude, what's going on in Peridia? What's bro? What's me too. To? Oh, it's I just so, want more Peridia, bro. So bad. It's just when that little you know that shot of the Mortis gods, I was like. Let's go! Like I was just so happy because, like, at first I was like, "Oh, okay, Peridia is you know it's the homeworld to the to 
the Night Sisters, yeah, and, yeah, uh, the Dathmiri, and this. I was like, okay, cool. And we got a little bit. Apparently, people deciphered some of the text and Zepho, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But now I'm like, man, this is like this ancient hub world of of yeah. ancient force religions, both good and bad. And I'm like, that really excites me. The only thing that I just um, I'm really bummed about is uh, the the passing of Ray Stevenson means Bro. we won't get we won't get him being able to continue that character. I know. Um, I trust that they will they will cast the right person. I just I'm I'm begging them, please do not change his character arc because of of, of Ray's of passing. The character is so good, and personally, like I see from the interviews, Ray was super passionate about this character. Um, and and I I don't have the the room to say this, but I would like to think that he probably would want the character to continue on beyond oh, yeah. his passing. Yeah. Um, so whether that means Ahsoka, that they continue it in an animation and it's somebody voice acting him, or they just recast the character entirely, I don't know. Um, that is that was the one thing I was missing out on, but I'm glad that we are hopefully going to get more. But other than that, man, like Ahsoka felt like it took the the coolest and weirdest and wackiest concepts of Star Wars, the the really grand high fantasy stuff, because people think yeah. they're like, oh, Star Wars is is science fiction. No, it's it's space fantasy, man. Yeah, it's 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 wizards who have light swords and can push things with their magic. And, and like, it's not based in, in reality at all. That's, that's where your star Trek and your mass effect and all of that stuff. Star Wars. It's like, it's fantasy with a, mm. with a sci-fi skin on it, you know? And so yeah. Ahsoka did that stuff beautifully in my opinion. Like it's, it's got a ton of just dude, killer lightsaber fights personally i just so good like the especially like that fight between ahsoka and balin in episode four that first one yeah in the so dome in the good. dome thing yeah yes genuinely one of my favorite lightsaber fights it's just what what i love about feloni's direction with lightsaber fights uh and you can feel that in the clone wars and in siege of mandalore and now here into ahsoka and also rebels is that they're able to he's really able to kind of bring in the every character has their own specific style. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, the fight between Anakin and Ahsoka in the following oh. episode, Anakin is still spinning around. Like yeah. he's fighting fast and ferocious, just like in the prequels. But like Balin, he fights like this, like he's got a giant broadsword. He's heavy hits every, yeah. every attack just just decimates Ahsoka's defenses, you know? And so she's like, she can't keep up, right? Like Balin is so strong. And so what I love about these fights is that they, they really are like embracing kind of, I think the beauty of, you know, what they were, what we see in the OG of like, they're really trying to kill each other. <laughs> and yeah. also like being able to be like, Hey, this person has a very distinct style, but like they're able to kind of blend in. Like we've got our fast lightsaber users like Anakin and Obi-Wan, but we're able to like, and Ahsoka, but then like, we're able to kind of bring in like more of that original trilogy and even sequel trilogy fighting with the big heavy attacks. And yeah. it's like, people forget lightsabers do like Kanan said, they do they do have weight to them it is it is you have to fight the blade i mean we see din even with the dark saber he's struggling struggles man so people think that they're like oh why aren't they just moving super fast and it's like i think we're going to see that in the acolyte with the high republic i think they're going to be moving with some speed yeah because that's the jedi in their prime right they're really yep. in tune with the force but this is a different time you know we get a lot of these boken jedi and stuff but anyway that's my whole rant i love the soka it's not perfect but I really enjoyed it, dude. I 
I enjoyed it so much. And like, I was very happy and satisfied. I had high expectations. And of course I was worried because how often have they had alley-oops and fumbled the, fumbled the bag mm-hmm. so many times. Kenobi, Book of Boba, like stuff mm-hmm. that should have been top tier and it, yeah. it necessarily wasn't. But with Ahsoka, <clears throat> I loved all the lore building stuff Dave did. He did so, so much good. lore stuff. Like you just mentioned, Boken Jedi. That's a new term. And like, technically, that's Luke. That's yes. Ezra. That's Cal. Like, that's like a yes. bunch of people. So that's a whole new thing in itself. And going to a new galaxy is crazy. So cool. And like the Night Sisters are from there. The Zepho tie-ins, the Mortis. Like, what is this planet? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, so- I'm. A, I'm a massive sucker for for like ancient civilizations in yeah. Star Wars. Like, I personally, I love Knights of the Old Republic. I'm a big fan of that game, and that really dives into like the like like ancient star maps and ancient yeah. weapons and just really cool wacky stuff with the forest. Like, you know, you get Korriban and it's like the ancient Sith tombs. Like I yeah. eat that stuff up, man. Cause it just feels so mythical and, and fantastical, but it fits in with star Wars so well. And that's, yeah, like you said, I love that with Ahsoka of just getting these, like these massive lore drops of like, yeah, Meridia look, looks like something straight out of a, a Tolkien novel, right? Like these yeah. big evil looking towers and giant statues and rocky landscapes. And it's so dope, dude. I just love it. Yeah. And like how you just mentioned star maps, like technically wasn't it the Rakanen that made the star maps? Yeah. Like, so it's like, he's just tying so much in making his own lore. It, it was just great. And like, we all knew Hayden was going to be in it. Right. It was like his voice was in the trailer. And I thought that was kind of bold. And like you got big balls to to do that in the trailer. But then I'm like, bro, there has to be a crazy amount of hating where they're not they don't even care that we know he's he's coming. Yeah. And at the end of episode four, I did not expect that because all the leaks and rumors and speculation was five, six or was like five, seven and eight mm-hmm. is what everyone has been saying. And like at the end of episode four, when I saw him, bro, I just so emotional. I couldn't even finish my reaction video. Yeah, I just was like in the moment, so shocked and so happy. And he said snips like, yeah, man. Oh, my God. So yeah. Hayden, he, they just dropped like I think I'm sure you saw they dropped that new video of kind of an Today? interview with him. Yeah, dude. And I was like, I just sent it to Cole and I was like, I love this man so much. Like, I'm yeah. so glad He's gotten the respect he deserves. And he just did, like, thanks to Dave's direction and just how Hayden has has really embraced this character and done his research in Clone Wars. He really emulates, like, you, I think I, you and Lainey said this a few weeks ago, like, he beautifully emulates, like, what we see him in the prequels and then what Matt Lanter does in the yes. Clone Wars. Like he just, he just feels so much like Anakin and he's really embraced this character. And yeah. even the little tidbits we got of him and Kenobi were phenomenal. And I'm like, dude, Hayden, Hayden gang staying on top, man. Like he's just, he's just the goat. He is man. And I've met him twice That's and like, awesome. and like it's super pricey, but it's worth it. But now yeah. it's like, Every show that he's at, if I can go, I'm going. I'm taking every opportunity mm-hmm. to meet this man because, like, it, it's crazy. Laney even mentioned it. Yeah, we, we both got pictures with him at MegaCon here in Orlando. Yeah, this, this year, and at that time, he already had finished recording all his Ahsoka stuff. So it's like, wow, like you didn't even know it. We didn't even know it. So now it's like next time I see him, I gotta thank him, bro. Like he yeah. 
that might have been his best performance as Anakin ever is what we got in the Ahsoka show, which is wild. I It makes me really happy, like, just seeing him, you know, get just so much love and respect for, for like, a little bit of context. Like, I feel like in all of my favorite fandoms and characters, there's always one actor that has just gotten like the short end of the stick so many yeah. times. And, and and for star Wars, that was Hayden. And he's, I feel like he's gotten his, I don't redemption. Isn't the right word. He's, he's gotten the love that he deserves. Right. You know, yep. um, but like, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Right. And like when Andrew mm. Garfield came back in no way home, Bro. I was like, <sighs> I told you guys, he was not the problem. All right. Like I love Andrew Garfield. Another one is I'm a huge Superman fan and, and yeah. Henry Cavill. Like I'm a big Henry Cavill fan. And just like, that's the one that kind of got away, you know, like he yep. didn't, he just, and people love him, right? Like people, yeah. all, but like, he just never got that justice that he deserves Superman. So maybe he's the last one to maybe what someday, someday, but I'm just glad that at least Hayden, we, we got, we got him in Kenobi and we've got him uh, in the Soka. And I just, that, that one clip that circulates really often. And I, I think you, you might've been there honestly was when, uh, when he's up on the celebration stage and he's like, Crying. you guys are making An me emotional. An Anaheim bro. Yep. Anaheim bro. It's, oh, that's why I love celebration too, <laughs> to see moments like that. Oh my God. That was at, at Anaheim. And he had a, a similar one at London too, but that original clip was from Anaheim, man. Yeah. He, I listen, I love star Wars, but nothing like I, I am continually, just disappointed and frustrated with how star Wars fans treat people in the star Wars community, uh, mm. especially actors. Um, despite what your opinions are, no person should be treated like that. Not Ahmed best, not yep. Christensen, not Jake Lloyd, not Kelly Marie Tran. The, yeah. the list goes on and on and on. It happens way too often. I'm sick of it. Do not like just, can we just stop? Can we just stop doing yeah. that? Because it's like it, it, it's taken years for Hayden Christensen to finally like feel that love from the fans. Like too long. J Star Wars fans ruined Jake Lloyd's life. I know, man. Like, like, and I'm so like Ahmed Best. He's gotten the love that he finally deserves. Like, bro. Yeah. Like, say what you about Man in season three. It was a little underwhelming for me, but like when he yeah. showed up and man, I was like, come hyped. on, man. I was hyped, bro. So cool. I yelled, um, I yelled, Jar Jar so yeah, loud, yeah. bro. Dude, oh well, my I, God. I was like, let's freaking go, dude. And, yeah. and he's just like so clean with the lightsaber moves. Keller yep. and Beck, man. Yes. Uh, the sabered hand. What? Just, oh. I love it. But yeah. Anyway, let's, can we stop hating on people, please? <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, exactly. But yeah. So, all the Hayden stuff in Ahsoka was just amazing. That fifth episode, I literally, I think I just had a heart attack halfway through because I was like, <laughs> this, I think in my reaction, I even said, this is too much. This is too good. Like, because I thought it was going to be like a little bit. And then that's mm -hmm. it. Like in Kenobi, we got a little bit and then it, it went back to the present day. Yeah. Bro, the whole episode was just Clone Wars. Yeah. And that three three different that, battles yeah that's like where like you know i i, I won't hate on kenobi i think it, the main problem with that show was kind of some budget issues really like mm -hmm. but with with this it's like you know the with the flashbacks unlike kenobi they went all in they were like oh, dave those. was like was yeah. like i'm gonna serve the fans a little bit here but also i'm going to make this a very crucial character moment for for anakin and ahsoka like it, it was i mean it was like in people 
people were I heard right people were like mad because they were like, oh, this episode's so fan servicey, and like, of course, we got Clone Wars flashbacks. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, they're like, what did a so lesson did Ahsoka learn? And I'm like, guys, like, do you have like no media literacy whatsoever? Like, yeah. I'm like, it's like it's very clear like ahsoka comes out of that a completely different person you know yep you can see like, it in her face right away like yeah. she's a different person yeah like and it's just like dude like that's not fan like it's not fan service if it contributes to the grander arc of a character yeah. you know like that's the like that is when you know you can really balance just having like things that make the fans go this is awesome. Like we're getting Clone Wars and Siege of Mandalore and young Ahsoka and Anakin. Like it's awesome. It's like, but then at the same time, it's equally as awesome because it's like the story being told in that episode is so good. Like it's so just, good, man. And like when, and when you, the payoff, just the emotion. I mean, I teared up when, oh, at, when, every when, time. Hay, when Hayden shows up at the end as Anakin, like that moment would not have hit as hard if that episode didn't happen. Right. Yeah. Like it would have been cool, but it's like, Knowing that just the way, the same way that Ahsoka said, like, I'm not going to, like, Anakin didn't abandon me. I'm not going to abandon you. Like, yeah, it, it, it's tried and true. He doesn't abandon her. Not Anakin. Vader might might have, but not Anakin, you know. Um, and, man, Dave Filoni, dude, just he so was, good. Man, he was cooking... Like and there were so many good things in in the show. Like I love Chopper. We didn't get enough of him, but everything with Chopper was 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 great. Yeah. Who Who Yang? This dude stole the show, and it's so funny because I happened to have been watching the Clone Wars episode he was in right before it started. Like I, it just happened to be on, and I was watching it. But Who Yang, bro? I love David Tennant. Period. From Doctor Who, but like and from he was in Jessica Jones too. He was the yes uh, kill man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, bro, he's awesome, period. But like him is who Yang. I loved every second of he, it, man. He's honestly like I said this on on our podcast. He really has risen in the ranks. Is probably my favorite droid. I think the I could only say that maybe rivaled by K two S O and R two D two. Yeah, <sighs> and BD one, man. I love BD, but Hugh yes. Yang was was like, yeah, like I did not expect for us to get so much great huang content in this show but like yeah. david Tennant killed it man i'm Bro, so glad he's part it. of that little crew yeah um, yeah dude the the little probably my favorite moment with huang is uh is when he's walking with jason and he's like oh have you ever seen like a jedi starship <laughs> and he's like he's like <laughs> he's like oh like you know how to make a lightsaber he's like yes he's like can you teach me how to make one he goes no <laughs> oh it was so good man and speaking um, of uh jason bro I loved everything with Jason. The minute we saw him, his green hair, his little Canaan pauldron, and like, bro, they're planning something with him because this kid talked about, I want to be a Jedi. Can we make a lightsaber? Can you teach me way too many times? And I feel the one thing that we kind of got robbed of, and I, mm. I don't know if we're going to see it, is at the end, it would have been awesome if he would have been walking off the ghost and saw Ezra. And just to see like Ezra's reaction, like, is that Kanan? like he doesn't know he, he doesn't, doesn't know, know. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like we need to see that interact that first interaction with ezra and jason and i want to see hera tell ezra like this is Kanan's son like yeah bro man. I'm, that... I'm absolutely dude i i could not agree more that's a great point i i hope we do get that because 
I, I've said this kind of, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but like, yeah, like what, I don't know what they're planning with Jason. Yeah. I'm really worried because of the constraints of that they have on the sequels. Like, here's my thing. I, I try not to be a sequel hater. They are not my uh, favorite movies, but like, I try to just accept it and move on. They're you know? there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but the, the the biggest thing is if I could change one thing about the sequels is that I wish Jedi Luke's new Jedi Order would have succeeded, at mm. least for a time. Because imagine yeah. Luke training Ben Solo and Ezra training Jason and Ahsoka training Sabine and Cal Kestis tra training Kata for like like the new Jedi Order yes. of like these awesome characters and seeing their order grow. Like that's personally one of my favorite things in Legends. I'm a big uh, Jedi Academy fan, like the mm. video game. And that was always the coolest thing is seeing Luke like kind of rectify and fix the problems that the Jedi had when they fell, you know, the dogma of the Jedi order. And it was like, so he like, you know, attachments weren't, weren't forbidden anymore. In fact, they were more encouraged and yeah. uh, there was more of an open training and it was just, it was a, a much healthier organization. And I don't think we're ever going to get that with the, with the new canon. And it sucks. Cause I'm like, dude, if Ben Solo kills Jason, I'm done, bro. Like I'm like, please. If he kills not. Jason, kills Grogu, kills everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where they're going with it, man. I mean, technically, it has to go that way. But then, technically, like, if they go back to the, if they go to that other galaxy and they're just over there, because like, was Ahsoka there? Is she there this whole time during the sequels? Is that why she's not around? Is she yeah. maybe trapped there? So, I don't know. But I just want. Ezra to train Jason so bad because I Please. can already see an episode, a moment where uh, Ezra gives him the lightsaber that he built, which was mm -hmm. with parts from his dad's lightsaber. Yeah. Like that's just so deep. Yeah. So I guess we'll see, but I I think their plan is something with him. They gotta be man. Don't don't. It's freaking Canyon, bro. Yeah, dude. The, like the I, I I'm slipping on uh the the young actor who plays Jason, but he did a phenomenal job. Oh yeah, I was just and genuinely one of my favorite moments of of the show. Like his innate ability in the Force uh of being able to detect Ahsoka like in the world between worlds yes. or the vision that she's having, whatever however you want to view it. Like yeah, and being able to like be like mom, listen, and like then. Hera is able to like hear it. I was like, dude, the, the force theme plays, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, this is Kanan's son, man. Like, I, I, I'm a big sucker of like just when uh, the legacy of a character, right, and the passing on of legacy. I'm, I'm sentimental like that, and of course, Kanan yeah. being my favorite character, this means a lot to me. But it's like, dude, you can see like that is that is Kanan Jarrus's son right there. He's asking questions, he's enthusiastic. He's he's a little like you see when he's like walking out of the ship, he's kind of a little like nervous and shy. Yeah. yeah. That's Kanan, man. That's young Kanan right there. Um so let's let, we we got to hope that Dave plans something cool for him. Um I don't know, dude. I hope so. And like that one episode when he came off the ship, I called it I'm like, bro, he is going to sense Ahsoka somehow, some way. Because I like the whole time, I'm like, they're not going to find her body in the water. It has to be him. He's force sensitive. And like, even hearing who Yang say, he is the son of Kanan Jarrus. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's such a great moment because it's like, yeah, like, there's a lot of people who watch Ahsoka that I know did not watch Rebels. They may have watched Clone Wars, but they didn't watch Rebels. And so call to action go watch rebels like yeah it's, it's yeah so that's the one 
I don't want to say negative thing, but like for the normies that watch it that didn't watch Clone <laughs> yeah. Wars or Rebels, it's not going to hit you at all. Like mm-hmm. a couple of my friends at work, they haven't finished or watched all of it. I gave them a list. I said, just watch the Mortis arc. Just watch the Twilight of the Apprentice and Rebels. Watch the World Between Worlds and then watch the finale of Rebels. Then go watch Ahsoka. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. have the, the basics right there. But like for those people, it wouldn't hit them as hard like them at the end with Balin on the statues of the Mortis. That literally blew my mind. And I was so happy because with the finale, that was one of the main things I wanted was what was calling to Balin. And I had a feeling they weren't going to show us or leave it open-ended because he passed. Maybe they tweaked it. Mm-hmm. But but confirming it's the freaking Mortis gods, yeah. like that blew me away. But for like regular people, like I've seen some people say like, who's that? What's that statue? I'm like, bro, like they don't even know. dude. They don't know the significance of like how big of a deal that is. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah. So that kind of leads me, and, and you may have said this in the past, but genuinely, like, I just want your opinion on it. Like what seeing the statues and <laughs> seeing that Balin, uh, I, I don't know if people, I really haven't seen this circulating around, but he has a new cloak on and on the left side, it's all black. And on the right side, it's all light colors, Yeah, uh, which I find kind of, you know, th- they did, they did that very intentionally, but I want to say like, do you do you think he's trying to get to Mortis? Do you think he's trying to become a Mortis god? Do you think it's something else? Like, what do you what do you think? I I think he's trying to get to the Mortis gods because he feels that power calling to him, and he just wants that power, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know, like I don't know if he's gonna like be the father now because if anything, Anakin's there. Anakin's the freaking father. Yeah. Literally in that sequence, he went from light to dark, back to light, like right. perfect balance. So, and in the Mortis arc episodes, yeah, in the Mortis arc episodes, the father wanted Anakin to replace him, but like with Balin, he sees that beacon, and I didn't catch that beacon until my second or third watch through, mm-hmm. which which uh, which is crazy. Yeah, and that was identical to Clone Wars when Anakin was on Mortis and he saw the beacon yeah. calling to him. I think, and I hope that it's Abeloth. I don't, I I didn't know a whole lot about her, but I've done a little research, and I want to yeah. start reading the books. Yeah, but like. I guess Abeloth is very evil and she calls to people and it makes sense that Peridia could be the original Mortis planet and then Abeloth went nuts. They locked her up and they dipped to another galaxy and made the Mortis planet on another galaxy. That, yeah, no, that, that is, I like that idea. Like almost like they kind of like almost took a chunk out of Peridia and were like, let's, we're we're leaving her here. We're going, we're going, you know? Um, Yeah. Cause you're totally right. People have noticed that like that Citadel, the, or the beacon thing looks a lot like the, the kind of Citadel kind of thing that's in on Mortis. Yeah. Was it you that shared that, like that theory or that, that like kind of fan cast that it'd be crazy if they did Abeloth, if she was played by Natalie Portman. Did you share oh, that? No, I want to say somebody did say that, though. I don't know if it was on my live show or I, I remember someone saying that. Yeah. And, and like, bro, that would be wild because that would mess with Anakin. Yeah, Bad. Dude. Yeah, man. I, oh, that my God. Because even if it's like, you know, not that Abeloth is just play, like Natalie Portman, but like if Abeloth could change forms. Right. And like that. he's the father. I mean, she in. Like she's, she's the mother. mother of Luke, you know, but yeah, it's, it's so funny. Everybody has really like kind of attached to this Abeloth theory. And yeah. I can't say like, it's 
or Cole was the first person to think of this theory, but like all the way back in episode our our, our episode for episode five, yeah, he he did he was like he really thought it was my no sorry episode six when we first uh-huh. get to Peridia, he was all on board of like he thinks it's Abeloth, right? Nice. Like, and so then like but then I didn't hear anything else about it. And then two weeks later when the when the Mortis gods did show up, he everyone's like Abeloth. Yeah. And I was every like, thumbnail oh. had Abeloth on it. Yeah. 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 I, it would be crazy because the like the, the I, cold enlightened me on all of this, but basically like that those books, those fate of the Jedi books were written yeah. like alongside uh the mortis arc like they like went yes. to dave and i was like yes that is really cool like there's that- there's a clip that josh at dead and nerds was playing and they were interviewing the guys who wrote that book and they were mm-hmm. talking about how they were doing it simultaneously with dave and how they would say okay this is what we want to do with abeloff they would tell it to dave and dave was like yep that would work this is what yeah. i'm doing and then he'd be like okay we'll keep that in can we do this he would send that clip to dave They'd be like, yeah, yeah, you could do that. That'll work. So they kept going back and forth, but Dave couldn't tell them everything because those the Mortis um, episodes hadn't come out yet. So that's insane how it, they worked in sync. So it, I think it just validates the theory that, like, you know, it's possible that, like, I mean, if, if he brought in, you know, there's that there's a, a really good interview of him saying, like, you know, we're not going to just make something new for the sake of making something new. Like, yeah. If it, already we're gonna we're gonna try to adapt that and so that's what they did with thrawn right and they yeah. got timothy zahn in that creative process which i just like i love that because i the eu is just such a such an awesome like era of star wars like it was really a big era for me of just like from the video games to the books to the to the comics and everything yep. like so many people their star wars was in kind of those those periods of time where we didn't get movies we didn't have tv shows we just had all of this other stuff coming out and to them like that's their star wars right yeah. and so you know when everything was wiped away from canon it, it it stung a little bit to be like dude like none of this is canon anymore and slowly they've they've really started to kind of bring back in those old elements and even bring in uh adapt them to make them even better but then there's also the cases where they've just ignored certain things and made it worse. But uh, if Dave is the guy to bring an Abeloth, like if anyone is going to bring an Abeloth, it's Dave Filoni. So yeah. Uh, and dude, Abeloth is like the most, she is so overpowered, bro. Like, yeah. like it's like, she is like genuinely like a force to be reckoned with. And this kind of goes back to our Jason conversation where I'm like, listen, like if they, if the way to defeat her is like, basically all the other Jedi get killed and it's just Luke left. Like, I would be okay with that if like they had to, st- because in legends, Darth Crate and Luke and all of the Sith and all of the Jedi had to team up to, to take out Abeloth, right. Damn. To lock her back up again. And I'm like, they had to make a truce and be like, listen, we, we got to work together. Wow. Like this, we're, we are all going to die. And uh, I think, I think Cole told me that Luke, the, you know, the dagger that killed uh, that the son uses Luke, Luke, goes and gets that dagger i heard right yep yeah and he keeps that because he's so scared of abeloth coming back he keeps it forever like in in that living in that fear of that which uh so if that's if that's the case like that's the route they're doing like this is such a wild out there theory but imagine like you know we we get kind of the thrawn conflict and then abeloth comes out of nowhere right they've got to handle that and then uh what if they lock her back up again but maybe like what if for the the new the the new Jedi Order movie with Rey, 
what if Abeloth comes back full circle and they have to like oh shoot? see that would be awesome but i don't trust them to give us yeah. such a good cool story with the ray movie especially yeah. the the lady that's writing and directing the ray movie because she's like a big like well she's like a big female activist right maybe she right. would like abeloth being badass yeah and being strong but i don't think she knows she doesn't know the there's no way she knows the lore like that so be like oh let yeah. me let is me she, bring this is she writing or directing or do we just direct, I, I, like i think she's the director or, or okay. whatever but she she's only done like documentaries before and so, i don't know a whole lot about her but it doesn't mm. leave me feeling in a positive place for the movie. Th that's and the thing is like going back to what I said earlier is like that. This is a lot of the times like I don't know who she is, so I can't say anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, yeah. you know, negative or positive. I obviously am hoping for the best for this project. Yeah. But like that's the thing with a lot of these Star Wars projects is they I think they get really they kind of scramble and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this person and then we're going to get this person. And then like it kind of falls like they kind of fall on their Every face time, because it's bro. like. You know, with the Benioff and Weiss thing, Game of Thrones season eight, people did not like Game of Thrones season eight. And yeah. like, you got to get out. Ryan yep. Johnson, listen, I love him as, as a director, but in terms of the Star Wars world, he just ain't for me. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, and so like that, that thing dead, you know, Taika Waititi, I like him, but like Thor Love and Thunder was not Bro. a big fan of like, yeah, <laughs> he dropped the ball, man. Yeah. So it's just, they like, they're like, oh, this person will be really good. And then like, literally he, like a, a year later, they're like, oh, uh, well. this dude too, James Mangle, like Logan was fire, but then Indiana Jones, I haven't even seen yet, but I heard it yeah. bomb. Like I, I, I will say I'm a big indie fan. I liked, I liked Dial of Destiny. Um, I'm waiting course, for it to come on Disney Plus. I haven't seen okay, it yet. Okay. I think it's worth the watch. Of course, it oh, does yeah, not yeah. compare to the Steven Spielberg films. But to me, yeah. I thought it was a it was a good closure to his character. Um, it's not the greatest movie in the world or anything, but I, yeah. I had a fun time with it. So I don't think it's... That's the thing with these big characters and things like Star Wars and Marvel. Th these massive IPs is there's so many people who have so many different opinions. And so... Um, it's it it can be very easy for something to get dismantled very quickly you know yeah um because of people's opinions and whatnot but um but yeah i mean i i'm optimistic about that that the the ray movie but really the, what i need them to I, I will be miles more optimistic if they come out and say oh yeah john boyega is coming back and he's going to be a jedi yes so when i heard the ray movie i'm like uh i'll give them a chance even right. though they've messed up a lot of the past i'll give them a chance but that's one thing john boyega needs to come back as a jedi and i kind of would like it even more if he turns sith and he's fighting mm. ray that would be sick because there were rumors that idris uh, uh, uh what's his name uh idris alba that mm -hmm. actor that he was going to be a villain in there and i thought that would have been crazy that. if he would have been like a sith and he took john boyega away from ray that would have been some mm. crazy stuff but my my wish and it's not gonna happen it's just not <laughs> but like for me for me out of the sequels and i think this is a pretty popular opinion kylo ren was easily my favorite character oh, in yeah, the sequels. Yeah. Um, and i'm a big adam driver fan as well um and uh, if you follow me on Instagram at Shradester8, uh, you can you can see a couple years back I dressed up as Kylo Ren for Halloween. But nice. um, it, but yeah, like to me, my I find it such a crime that Ben Solo died. I know um, what a waste. Yeah, like I I love that he was able to bring Ray back, but also I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, and so 
my like wild out there theory that's never going to happen is I'm I'm someone that like I don't really love like when they just like constantly bring characters back to life, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you got to be really tricky with the world between worlds and stuff. But personally, I would love if the force willed it to where Ben came back through the world between worlds. Oh, okay. And he comes back not as Kylo, but as Ben. And Ray wants to accept him back into the order. But Finn is like, no, like we're not letting this guy into the order. Like yeah. he killed thousands of our friends. He wiped out entire planets. Yeah. And ben is Ben is really seeking redemption. And Finn's like, listen, like I'm a jet, but I'm not having him. You know, like I don't want yeah. him here. And that kind of puts Ray at odds where she's trying to like kind of where her loyalties lie of like, does she want to try to help Ben or does she want to kind of to be like, no, like he has to go. And that mm. kind of connects is like, what if you like, Ray is like, no, like he's going to stay with us. He's going to help us re rebuild the Jedi. And Finn's like, that simmers the darkness in him, right? Where he's like, I know. And like he turns and, and tries to, to like maybe kill Ben out of, out of anger and revenge. Damn. That'll never happen. I don't know. But like, I just yeah. love, love those, like those characters. I'm, I'm not a Ray hater. I'm not a Finn hater. I'm not like, mm. I, but those characters were so they fell so flat and they were so underutilized. And yep. th that is the biggest crime to me is I was like, man, like, I think like, I'd love these characters if we just got better writing with them, you know, hundred percent, bro. Especially Finn, Finn, a stormtrooper turned Jedi. That is so dope, dude. Have you seen the fan art of him as a Jedi where he has bro, got, like, the long hair and like the fire? What Dude, and John Boyega would be losing his mind because he's such a passionate Star Wars fan. He is. And then I did a bunch of AI art of him as a Sith and it looks sick, bro. Really? Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm sure he would eat that up too, you know? Um, yeah. It, it yeah. just, it just confuses me. Cause like at London celebration, I was at that panel when KK was on stage and she brought out all three of the directors, the lady, uh, Filoni and then James Mangle. Mm -hmm. And like, bro, that moment though, when they, cause she was like, I'm going to introduce you to the directors of the next three movies. Yeah. When I saw Dave walk out on stage, bro, I was so excited and happy. I was like, why is Dave there? Why is Dave there? Yeah. yeah. Like, so that moment was great. But then like, if that's the order they're releasing, like, wouldn't you want to drop the Dave film first? Cause that's a guaranteed mm -hmm. home run versus the yeah. Ray movie. Like we haven't had a movie right now in four years, by the time those come out, it's gonna be seven or six, seven, eight years, yeah. and you're gonna lead off with Ray. Yeah, Bro, they they need so to Ray's gonna be the up. first one. Ray, yeah, it it it, it, uh, it was oh. kind of like announced that way there, and then even mm. after that, it kind of was like semi confirmed that Ray was gonna be early 2026. Filoni was gonna be late 2026, mm. and then James Mangle was 2027. And I was like, that's a lot. But then all the strikes happened, so you know everything went out the window. Right. Yeah, if, if it were up to me, and granted, like, what do I know? But I would I would put the Ray film last, right? Yeah. And I would do Dave's and then James and then the Ray film. Exactly. And I would and I would honestly like I'd space those out a little bit, you know, like I'd I'd give at least a full two years between yeah. movies because yep. like it has been a while since we've gotten a Star Wars movie and I definitely miss like, you know, that excitement. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I like, you know, I definitely think the ever every other year was kind of was kind of a bad move on Lucasfilm's part. So like to me, if it was like we Dude, got it was film... every year, it was every year. Was oh, 20... wait. Yeah, you're right. It was That's... every year. Yeah, 2015 I... through 2019 every year. 
yeah to me it's like i think it's got to be like one every three years yeah you got to let that hype simmer and build up and it's like and then they made just like the stupidest mistake where they were like yeah we're gonna release solo right next to infinity war and deadpool 2 yeah oh yeah. and also six months ago our star wars movie everybody hated so like, yep uh or at least most people hated so i'm like that was such a Oh, man, yeah, they, they, I think they've got to re re strategize. Like, uh, for me, like, I love kind of the uh, just like the buildup and the excitement towards Star Wars, and I really felt that with Ahsoka. And, oh, yeah, um, just I was like, oh, this feels like we, it feels like it's been so long since we've gotten kind of like a a big scale thing kind of like this. Kenobi was close, but I felt like, like I said, the budget was kind of lacking there for that show, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I uh, I think it'd be cool if like they kind of space those movies out um, a, a little bit, just also just so they can have more hands on deck, you know, on yeah. them. Like I think when you when you cram so much projects, whether that's TV shows or movies or whatever, in such little time, you're not you're not letting it kind of reach Breathe. its full. Yeah, like yeah, it's not reaching its full potential. Like in my mind, I don't think Dave Filoni like it would be way too much work on him. He he'd age like like 40 years <laughs> in the span of 10 years but it like people were like oh he should direct everything and i was like dude that man does not have time to direct everything yeah. but at the very least like if he's gonna i would love for him to kind of step in this new george lucas role like at the very least let him be a producer on everything right yep. like um and you know the the big things obviously he's got to write on like in my opinion i'm like the, the this might be a spicy take but uh like i said earlier I, I do like Ryan Johnson, but I did uh -huh. not love his writing on The Last Jedi. To me, what I think would have been a banger dream team is for the sequel trilogy. Let's, let's just pretend it didn't happen, right? Uh -huh. Ryan Johnson directs all three, but Dave Filoni writes all three. Oh, yeah. I, that's yeah. fine because I like his other stuff because Ryan Johnson did like Knives Out, The so Glass good. Onion. Bro, all those are amazing. Yeah. And Filoni's Filoni, like that, that would have be fine because yeah because he wouldn't uh get to ruin luke again yeah. so uh <laughs> yeah that was, yeah man feloni writing anything is 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 my dream yeah i think that would have been kind of a way to go and I, i'm still of the belief that like if they had had kind of at least you know more of a guideline at the very <laughs> least like that i think they should have started the first movie they should have done was rogue one uh i know it would have been kind of experimental but like do you do you like rogue one Bro, I love Rogue One. Rogue okay. One is amazing, bro. Okay, I know some people. I've I've recently ran into some people that like don't love Rogue One. Why? Uh, I, <laughs> what? I don't know. Bro, man. that had arguably maybe one of the best Vader scenes ever. It's so like good, man. what? Yeah, between between that and Kenobi, I mean, oh, Vader yeah. just just oh. a champ, bro. Yeah, and so so I I had to ask. I had to be sure. Yeah. Um But but yeah, like I think it would have been really interesting to be like, hey, we're gonna. We're going to do this kind of, you know, this one off story. It's not, you know, I know people are going to be would be like, oh, why aren't they doing episode seven first? But we're giving them some time to kind of work on the sequels a little bit. Yeah, and they would have they would have come out hitting with like a really big bombastic kind of side story that connects right into, I mean, the like the for the 40th anniversary of A New Hope, like, yeah, why the, like how they were able to destroy the Death Star. That's how mm, I would have done it. But I'm also yeah. not an executive. I'm just a guy talking to a microphone about star wars so like, yeah oh, i know <laughs> but 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 yeah that's uh man that's a 
we just covered a whole span of of different things right there man bro everything yeah, yeah. so that, that was kind of the last thing i wanted to talk about was the future of star wars we kind of talked about most of it but like yeah. it's just oh man like the future of the movies only thing i'm looking forward to is the feloni movie because i know for a fact it's gonna hit the the other two i mean we'll see i'll give them a chance but then it's just like with the shows it's kind of like and you mentioned earlier that mando season three was not as good as mando season one and two like yeah. something happened behind the scenes because there's no way john fab all of a sudden is i drop that quality i really chalk it up to corporate meddling it happens yep. a lot uh, oh yeah personally i feel like this is just me i could be wrong but i feel like dave and john wouldn't it, it, the mando and grogu being reunited in book of boba fett too quick 100 it was a that was a disney thing that sh- yeah that, there was no for merch yeah like there was no freaking way that that was a dave and john decision because no sh- like especially like you know let's let's take a p- parallel to that right ahsoka and anakin leaving we didn't get Ahsoka for an entire season, season of Clone Wars, you know? Yeah. And that was what made their, like, and also we got, you know, it, it got canceled for a temporary time. Like, yeah. that's what made that so worth it. So in my mind, I'm like, you do, and yeah, like you said, it's, it, it was for Grogu merch. That's exactly yeah. what it was. But like, in my mind, I'm like, let Boba Fett get his own show. Mando can pop up, sure, as a cool character, but don't throw Luke and Grogu and Ahsoka in there. Keep that like the kind of a, a contained yeah. underworld story. Then we get Mando season three and we either we let that be kind of the, the retaking of Mandalore story. And then season yeah. four is him and Grogu. I don't know. I think they just rushed it. Um, and I think that's kind of the overall problem with a lot of projects is like, uh, <laughs> I think it's just corporate people getting involved and being like, we gotta do it. We gotta do it for the merch. Like, oh, this is this is this is popping off. We gotta do it this way. Oh, we need to get the next movie out as quick as we can. Like, and that's just the sad reality of it. And I feel like if they just kind of let the let the creators do what they want, like uh, my Cole and I were talking the other day, and this was not a Star Wars discussion, but we were talking about. we were talking about video games. We were talking about uh, Xbox and Sony yeah. and Nintendo and say what you will, whatever side you're on. Sony does a is the top dog when it comes to the best storytelling in video games, right? Like you've got things like The Last of Us and Uncharted and Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. You've got the Spider-Man games. Spider-Man. Like just, mm. just, I mean, banger after banger goes to Tsushima. Like it keeps going, right? And, it, and it's And it's because... They don't rush the developers. They tell the developers they announce the game, everyone gets hyped. Uh, I forgot the God of War games, bro. Like they yeah. they let them they let them cook with those games, and then they come out and they make millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I think if Disney were to do that, not only with Star Wars but with Marvel and everything, like if they just kind of let the creators instead of making it this just like this machine where they're like, we got to pump out the next thing, pump out the next thing people would be more satisfied, you know, hundred percent. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I don't want it. Like you said, I like, I don't want to be negative towards the, the future of those things, but it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to be like, Hmm. When, when there's certain creators that you're like, ah, is this the right fit for this? And we see like, uh, just so much content is happening. Like, I'll be honest. I'm not real excited for Skeleton Crew. Like, I yeah. just, like, I'm going to watch it, you know? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got some cool concepts in there, but I'm like, that's just something I'm not really interested to see. 
Um, so I'm sorry. I feel like I cut you off on that whole rant. Um, no, but, no, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of like the like you said with Mando season three and Book of Boba Fett. Like the drop off on those shows, I just I completely blame like the corporate side of that you know like i i think they i think dave and and john and all those creators were kind of strong-armed into yeah uh, yeah and then uh for uh favreau even said as they were editing season three that he has season four written already so i'm wondering mm -hmm. if he has that written so quick it's is season four kind of what he had planned for season three that he wanted yeah and yeah. like is season four kind of a combination that him and Dave were cooking together. Mm -hmm. Cause like Dave was like, all right, this is how Ahsoka is going to end. Guess what? Thrawn Mando has to deal with Thrawn now. Cause literally in Mando season four, who's the big bad Thrawn is back in the galaxy. Yeah. It has to be Thrawn related. There has yeah. to be Thrawn tie-ins or even an episode or two with Thrawn and the ghost crew. So yeah, yeah I definitely think uh, you're right. Like season four was likely, probably more of what they had in mind for season three maybe yeah and then like i don't i don't know like i just think they kind of like had to like really condense everything that they wanted to do in one season just so they cole when we finished watching mando season three months and months ago he was like yeah, it kind of feels like they just rushed that season so that they could make sure that Mando was available. You know, like that his like that he was like yeah. he wasn't doing anything currently, so that when Thrawn comes back and Dave does his movie, like Mando is freed up again. And they were like, and I feel like Disney was like, you got to get him and Grogu back. Uh, do it in that Boba Fett show. Who cares about uh, Boba Fett? And I'm like, bro, Boba Fett is the OG man. Like, why did he get shafted so hard? I know he did. He did, bro. Kamora Morrison. I like. I know he's I been playing him. a lot of the clones, but I feel so bad for him. Like, he's he, underutilized, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, Cole, Cole is the is the biggest Boba Fett defender in our, nice. our podcast. Yeah, and he he like he gets so mad talking about Book of Boba Fett because he was like, dude, Tamora Morrison literally said that he was supposed to be in Mando season three. And they're like, yeah, we'll call you when we need you. And he just never got yeah. a call. Bro. Yeah, man. Come on. Like, and like, even in like Kenobi, bro, they should have brought back Cody. They brought back Cody in Bad Batch. They should have had him in live action. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that, cause wasn't that like one of the drafts was that like Cody and Obi-Wan were living together. Like yeah. Cody had sought out. Cody, that would, that would have been really cool. It would. He hunt, he hunt down Kenobi to kind of like apologize and mm -hmm. they like reconcile, bro. That'd be so deep to see. Yeah. Hewin and Tamora. Ah, oh, yeah, man. Robbed man. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to Mando four cause it has to be a banger. And if yeah. Mando four is like Mando season three, Bro, Mando's dropping on like the tier list because like it's just killing the quality. Because one and yeah. two were peak. Season two of Mando, bro. People forget how epic that was. First of all, that was genuinely one of my like favorite moments in Star Wars history. Just like watching that show week to week, and when that finale dropped, bro. Bro, it, there was so much in that season. You bring Boba Fett back from the dead in the first episode. The third episode, you get Bo-Katan live action. The fifth episode, you get Ahsoka live action. And then you get Luke freaking Skywalker. The Luke, that version of Luke is what I expected in my mind in the sequels. Like when, when mm -hmm. I was watching the sequels, that was the version of Luke that I saw. Badass, cutting everybody up, but he would have just been old. Yeah. So Mando yeah. season two was just peak. But like the thing with that finale, from there on out, it set our expectations way too high because every finale since then has not matched that like, yeah. at all. It's, it's impossible. Well, it's like 
same thing that I said with kind of like the episode uh, five and Ahsoka thing is like, I love, I think they just have this ability to be able to do like these really cool, like awesome, whether like, I wouldn't even call it to me. I think the Luke thing, I wouldn't, it, it is a cameo, but really like it serves the story. And I was like, yeah. I was so like, I genuinely like shed a couple tears when like you see, you see Din like crying, like, you know, like he's welling up, like yeah, he's really grown to love this child. And I was like, man, like, I can't wait to see what the journey is going to be like with him in season three, where like, he's going to have ask, him. Yeah. Like he's kind of yeah. back to like, maybe he's reverting back to his old ways from season one, where he's like the, I can bring you in warm. I can bring you in cold. Like he's the cold stone killer, the John wick of the, I, I always was like viewed Mando as kind of like wick. John wick. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and like, he realizes like he need like, Grogu was like was helping him, like humanized him, made him yeah. like you know the good guy that he was, and he there's a hole in his heart from Grogu being gone, and we get like a fraction of that in Book of Boba Fett. One yeah, episode, yeah, and I was and, which is genuinely like if that show if that episode was in Mando, like I mean I don't get me wrong, oh. I was super hyped when that happened in Book of Boba. Oh Fett. yeah, but then I was like oh like. Man, Boba Fett ain't even in this episode. All right. <laughs> like the, the uh, two best episodes of Book of Boba was the Mando episode and then the Luke and Ahsoka episode. That yeah. doesn't make sense. And yeah, I love Boba yeah. Fett. Yeah. Man, so, it, it's it's like, yeah, it's it tells you something when the best episodes of the Boba Fett show don't even have Boba Fett in it. <laughs> I know. And like the the Ahsoka Luke episode, bro, we were robbed because I thought in the Ahsoka show we would get this, but we never got to see Ahsoka meet Luke for the first time and for Luke to realize this is my my father's Padawan and for mm -hmm. Ahsoka to realize this is my master's son. Like yeah. that first moment would have been priceless because like on one of my podcasts, I think we mentioned that it probably would have been R2 because Ahsoka probably would have saw R2 with Luke and then R2 would have recognized her right away yeah. and that could have started the conversation. Yeah, there's a there's a really cool fan art and it's like almost like they just kind of were like, yeah, this happened, but you don't get to see it, which I wish we did. But it's a fan art. They're like in the, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and oh. Leia and Luke are there with Ahsoka. Like it's the first time they've met. They've met Ahsoka and she has a holocron what? of Anakin. They're sh she's showing them. Wow. Like, and, 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 I, and they're and they're just like they just have this like amazement and just also like this sense of like Luke, especially this sense of pride of like, man that's who my father was yeah like my yeah. father wasn't darth vader my father was anakin skywalker and like it's like book that what happens in when they show up in that in, in that show it's like ahsoka and luke already know each other and it's like oh okay like we're just gonna i know we're just gonna glance over that like crucial meeting of like of like the the padawan and the sun meet like what I don't yeah know. and the moment though that she said you're so much like your father that hit like a ton of bricks, bro. I was yeah, like, dude. "What?" Yeah, man, that's a that is a golden moment. I, I maybe maybe Tales of the Jedi. I know it's not live action, but I could I could cope with it. That maybe there's a Tales of the Jedi episode with uh that's kind of centered around Luke, where we get we get to Ooh, see. That'd be I, cool. and, I, and I think that would be the best way also to bring in Leia as well as if they wanted to do like a Tales of the Jedi episode where like it's an older Ahsoka meeting Luke for the first time. Yeah, I I even if it's an animation. I'd be okay with that just so we can see it. Cause we just haven't yeah. seen it. Like it's not in a book. It's not in a comic. It's not in a show. Like, come on. Like that's such a, and, and that to me, that's not even like a fan service moment. You know, that that's genuinely like, that's just, that's just good storytelling, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like it doesn't feel, that's not a cameo or whatever. It's like, we're, we're getting to see 
two of the greatest characters in Star Wars finally meet over the commonality of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. So do you think we're going to get, I mean, clearly we're going to get an Ahsoka season two. Like there's, yeah. there should be no way that they don't, but do you think we're going to get it before Filoni's movie? Or do you think it's going to be after since he probably is, has already written his movie or has his game plan for it? Yeah, that really, that is a great question. I think, you and Lainey addressed that a while back and and before and it was before the show wrapped and I would have easily been like yeah Ahsoka season two has got to be after the movie and I yeah. still I still think that because I feel like it's kind of like two different branching paths in the story it is now um because you've got kind of the more like spiritual side with we you know with Ahsoka and Sabine and Balin and Shin kind of being on Peridia and which, Hu Yang don't forget Hu Yang Huang is there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought he was back in the main galaxy. So we've got a we've got a, a decent cast of characters there. Yeah, but then you've got Ezra and you know Luke and and all of the other people in the main galaxy. So I guess probably it's gonna it's got to be the movie still though, right? Because like they announced that first, so wouldn't that? I don't know. I, yeah. So now I'm even more. I was already interested in the movie, but like, what if Ahsoka isn't in even the movie at all? I don't think she will be. To be honest. So you. then season two would have to be after because if it's Ahsoka season two, it would be about her mm -hmm. technically. So yeah. maybe the movie ends uh like a cliffhanger or a post-credit scene where Ezra makes it back to Peridia. Yes. And then that'll like jump into the yeah. season like, two. Maybe That'd he, be really cool. He's like begging here, like we have to go back, we have to get them or whatever. And it's like, oh Ezra knows that Thrawn is back. But to me, I'm now really excited because I did not think this was gonna happen at all, but like uh i'm like you know it's it's now are we gonna see ezra and luke meet as bro right away yeah right away yeah they have to they have to meet they're, they're yeah. the only two jedis running around like who's yeah. gonna who are you gonna get to take thrawn down you you got you have to get luke yeah and leia yeah that's dude that's where i'm like i, I real and, and i think at this point in the timeline it's too far gone but they could i mean i don't they didn't really put any constraints on it to me, I think it would be really cool. I kind of pitched this idea to Cole where obviously we know that Leia trained with Luke for a little bit, right? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, ultimately, she decided she didn't want to be a Jedi. That's not the path that she went on. And I, I really like that because, you know, like Leia is is, uh, is she's a leader, right? And I think yeah. she deserves her place in the Senate as a general. But obviously, she has that, that innate ability in her. Um, I think it would be really interesting if it's like... Um, in the heir to the empire movie it's luke is is uh has taken on leia as his padawan and so we've got luke leia and ezra kind of as these main jedi um but then the events of the heir to the empire movie is the reason why leia stops oh stops her jedi training is like yeah I, like maybe she blames herself for not keeping the senate in check and that letting this happen right like Ooh, um, and so yeah. she and so she's like you know the like i can't do this anymore luke like i i have to go i've got to go fight for our galaxy right like yeah, you know, yeah. like my i'm I, my, I have to do more than just be a jedi and that could be this would be, this would be a, a a crazy thing and but this would make me like this moment even more is like what if like that is maybe one of the last times that Luke and Leia see each other. Like maybe that's oh. kind of the beginning of Luke kind of going into that like spiral of like he's he gets pissed off because he's like 
why would you abandon your training? Yeah. And so when he takes on Ben Solo as his Padawan, he's already kind of got like a little bit of like a, I don't like Ben because he's mad at Leia yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. taking her training. I don't know that 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 may just make no sense at all timeline wise. But to me, that could at least help me rationalize why Luke like, you know, kind of gives Ben the, the cold shoulder later on. And, and maybe is the direct reason why Kylo Ren is even born in the first place. Like why, he, why Ben mm. turns into Kylo. I don't know. I, I think Clone Wars did a phenomenal job of kind of for the people who were not a big fan of the prequels. Oh yeah. It helped bri bridge the gap of Anakin's fall. Right. And it enhanced um, it. A, a yes. Ton. And, and so now I think that's what we're seeing right now is like, okay, a lot of people didn't like the sequels. So now it's up to Dave Filoni and John Favreau to Brit to, to explain these events in a 30 year yeah. gap where it's like, okay, maybe we'll start to see why Luke kind of starts to become a little bit more grumpy or why the first, like, I mean, even in Mando season three, seeing the, the Imperial shadow council of like, Oh, the first order seeds are there. Like we got Hux's yeah. dad. And I love that stuff. Like when the Praetorian guards showed up, like, I won't lie. I was like, okay, that was sick. Like that, that was, that scene was badass, bro. That, yeah. Yeah. And that, and that episode, they let us watch it at London celebration uh like really three four days before it came out so we were at celebration and we knew paz Vizsla died but yeah. we had to like keep quiet because not everyone there saw it so we saw that on the big screen it was epic bro epic rest in peace soldier this is the way yeah oh, man that was so did you guys did they have to did you have to stay quiet yeah well yeah yeah because it yeah. was it was whoever went to the lucasfilm showcase panel uh, John and Dave came out on stage and said, hey, if you guys want to come back tonight and watch that episode of Mando early, get mm -hmm. your wristband when you leave. And it was only people in that panel that got to see it. Yeah. And of course, we kept quiet because we didn't want to spoil it because that's a that was a big moment. Yeah. And like it, it was crazy. The next day I got the past Vizsla chase pin and I was like, oh, my God, thank God I got this before yeah. everyone knows they're going to want it afterwards. Yeah. So it's crazy, and, man. Uh I don't know why, like, I randomly just thought of, like, because his son is named Ragnar, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm, like, I want to see, this is, like, a random thing. I want to see, uh, like, another Mandalorian Jedi duo, and I want to see Jason, Jason Sindula and Ragnar Vizsla, like, be bros. I don't yeah. know why, like, I just, like, <laughs> I just want to see, like, some, like, to be, like, hey, we got to, like, maybe, maybe in the Mando movie when they, they rise up to fight against Thrawn, like, jason and ragnar are like you know kind of the yeah. two youngest ones in the fight i don't know but that's uh anyway yeah I'm, i i like listen this whole conversation's made me made me a lot more excited at least for the future i know oh yeah may, maybe none of this happens and we all look like clowns but i mean i'm still uh, listen there will be nothing nothing that will stop my love of star wars there will always oh, be sure. something yeah. that i love and, uh, and I think that's what's most important is I, I talked to some friends recently and um, I can't get into all the details because I know we've been, we, we've been talking for a long time, but, um, but that they, they did not really, well, they did not love Ahsoka as much as I would say we did, or most people did. And now yeah, that so was crazy. There's a lot of people and it, it boggles my mind. Yeah. Like it, it was really hard for me because i'm like sitting there like trying i i'm not arguing like i was like i was basically arguing with them not because i like disagreed with them because i'm like man like i want you to enjoy this you know yeah and i basically like at the end of the day i was like listen like 
if you don't like Ahsoka, that's okay. You know, like you, I'm not going to sit here like, and be like, you've got to like, please like Ahsoka, you know, like, yeah, that's yeah, up yeah. to you. But it, like, at the end of the, like, I just was kept seeing week to week to week, like they would send messages to me and they would, it just felt like they were just sabotaging themselves. Like they were just like, I'm like, man, like if you love Star Wars so much, why do you hate Star Wars so much? You know, like, why is it like every week you have something to complain about? And I basically just had to be like, listen, like if you keep doing this, you're going to get to the point where you just hate Star Wars. Like, and did they watch Clone Wars and Rebels? They did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen, that's a I'll, wow. I'll have to tell you about that a whole other day. Um, but like they it's just they have very specific. Everybody has very specific views on Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, listen, yeah. Like, and I basically had to kind of like flip the the logic on the head. And I was like, listen, when The Last Jedi came out, that was probably the first thing in Star Wars that I was like, oh, man, I don't think I like that. You know, I yeah. like I walked into the theater and I was like, I was so used to just everything in Star Wars. I loved it, whatever, if it was a book or a video game or a TV show, I was like, to me, star, like, it's like that, like Mr. Incredible meme. It's like star Wars is star Wars, you know? <laughs> right. Like, and I was like, that was what, so when I walked out of the last shit, I was like, bro, like I kind of didn't like that. And so I had to kind of rationalize for a long time of like, is this going to make me like down in the dumps about star Wars? And at the end of the day, I was like, no, like, I'm not going to let this ruin my love of Star Wars. Like at the end of the day, I still love Star Wars. And so yeah. in a way, I was like, you know, I, I had to tell them, like, listen, like, you may not like this, but I at least implore you to at least try, you know, uh, or do, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because like you, if you keep every like with all these projects that are coming, if you just keep ragging and and just hating on this like you're gonna get to the point where you just don't like star wars anymore and that yeah. makes me sad like star wars is awesome dude like i don't want to see someone who loves star wars just not love star wars anymore um and and then i think they were pretty receptive to that they were like you know what like you know i'm gonna like i don't love everything in the show but i'm like but i'm i I'm, i feel optimistic now that you said that and i was like i think that's yeah that should be the point is we should be fighting for the love of star like and, and rather than just like you know tearing it down all the time so uh but it, i mean it like it broke my heart to see that they didn't like ahsoka you yeah, know there's so many people and like it, it got to the point where i'm like i'm not even gonna try to figure it out or ask why if you didn't like it yeah. cool that yeah. sucks for you because i haven't felt mm -hmm. this happy and this satisfied for seven weeks straight in <laughs> yeah. years in years the last yeah, time man. i felt this good was mando season two and tales of the jedi that one yeah. wednesday yeah. Since then, I have not felt happy and excited in in a long time. So yeah, man, I've seen a lot of people like um our live after show after each episode that they did like there are people that didn't like the Anakin episode. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, man, like, it's just I, just Clone Wars. Yeah, I listen. I if that's your opinion, that's your opinion. But cool, like, there's, yeah. there's there's clearly like just try to think a little deeper i guess like i know that sounds passive aggressive i promise you it's not but like genuinely yeah. like I, I i'll be honest when i watched that episode i was like I was like that was a great episode but what did ahsoka learn i was like really yeah, trying to think I, I was like i was like live or die i was like clearly that doesn't mean in like a li like a literal sense that means in a figurative sense because anakin's not going to just kill ahsoka yeah uh, and i'm like 
so I'm sitting there, I'm like, man. And so I watched it and then I watched a lot of videos and I was like, dude, like once it clicked of like, you know, she needs to be able to like genuinely like live her life and live for her Padawan and, and yeah. be able to be the Jedi that she used to be, not what she's become, you know, living in fear of, of becoming maybe her master or failing her Padawan, uh, like, and accepting that Anakin was a good master and she's going to follow in his footsteps despite his turn to the dark side. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that is amazing. But there's so many people that were that that's all they saw it as. They only saw it as yeah. it's just Clone Wars, bro. Like, just like, can we get back to the plot? And I'm like, dude, like yeah, Ahsoka man. had a, a crucial arc in that episode. So um, I guess it's just up, it's just up to the fan. It's just up to what you perceive. And uh, that's it, I guess. But yeah, man, yeah. so crazy, bro. So yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like it's whatever to me. It's like I I'm good. I'm happy. And I and I'm cannot wait for the next day project. Now, I think the next thing we're getting a skeleton crew, which you kind of mentioned. I remember we saw the trailer at London Celebration. And like it was, it seems fine. It seems cool. Like Stranger Things, the space vibe, whatever. Mm -hmm. But but after Ahsoka, like this is hard to get that after Ahsoka, <laughs> right? Like like we're hungry for like more lore, more story building yeah. from our favorite characters. Now the one thing that could make Skeleton Crew a sleeper is if it. Well, I don't think it does. But at, at one point, people were saying that they take it takes place in that new galaxy but mm. but in in the trailer um it's it shows bane from mando season three that pirate guy i think his name's bane or vane he's he's in the movie so there's no way it's from the trailer the, Wait. the one the one pirate guy in mando season three that survived and he, he escaped at the end oh that guy he's in skeleton crew yeah spoilers okay. you'll see it in the trailer when it comes out so he was like the the guy that was like he got he scared like, and ran the, off. Yeah. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. Wow. So okay. he he's in he's in there for sure. He he was in the trailer. So when it releases, everyone will see it. So there's no way that this takes place in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. But there were also rumors that Ahsoka was making a cameo in it. So like at first, I was like, well, if it, it makes sense, if they're in the other galaxy, Ahsoka could make a cameo. So yeah. the show confuses me. I don't know what to expect. It might just be a bunch of nothing. But yeah. It's I, not gonna I, satisfy us like Ahsoka. I personally just kind of hope it just does its own thing and like rather and just doesn't connect to like Ahsoka and all of that stuff. Like if that if that yeah. pirate guy's in it, cool. He's in but it, I, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, I I'd rather just them like tell their own kind of you know unique story um rather than like other characters show up. Like um it's during the Mandoverse though, so it's literally between Mando season three and season four. Mm. Hmm. So does that you think Din is going to show up in it then? Maybe. No. I, I I see. I don't know what to expect with this show. And like, yeah. was it also the rumor that like Jude Law is a Jedi or something? Yeah, supposedly that he's a Jedi that survived okay. Order sixty six. Classic. So, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind another Order sixty six flashback. I love those things. Yeah, but, I mean, there's there's sick. Yeah, like I'm just the 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 thing with like. I'm I'm kind of content with how many Jedi we have in the galaxy. It's just like it makes it tricky the more Jedi they add. Here's another like, one. Here's yeah, another one. Because I'm like, okay, either this person's got to die or they got to be somewhere else, you know. And I'm like, it's it's just another thing that they kind of have to figure out. Yeah. Um, and I would I would not be bothered by it at all if I didn't know that Jedi or the the Luke's Jedi Order was just wiped off the map. So 
Yeah. I don't know. That that's it's the same kind of problem with like introducing more Jedi in in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, where it's like, you know, Kanan, we got this beautiful arc with him and it makes sense, right? And yeah. Ezra's like, okay, he went off the, the new galaxy. I was like, dude, Dave, awesome. But now we've got Cal Kestis, and I'm like, bro, where where's is Cal? Kestis? Yeah. yeah, I'm and like Marin. Yeah, so exactly. In Mando season four, like since if the if there's any Thrawn stuff, he's back at Dathomir. It seems yeah. like they're repopulating Dathomir. Does Marin find out? Does Marin go home with her people? And Cal's like, no, why are you going there? Thrawn's there. Like, yeah. does that cause conflict? Do we get them in live action in the Mandoverse movie? Dude. I honestly, I'm a pretty... It would be cool. Don't get me wrong. I remember the theories of when Mando season two happened. They were like, ooh, like what Jedi is being called to? Is it Mace oh, Windu? Is, is it, it Cal? Yeah, is it Cal? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, like that's all that's all cool. But uh personally, I I think if we see Cal in this timeline, it then kind of it I don't know, in a way for me, it lessens my excitement for the third game because then I kind of know what his outcome is going to be. Oh, you know? he survives and he's around. Yeah, and then I'm like, later. okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know, if he's uh, out there in a Jedi, I'm like, oh, okay. Then everything works out for him. I shouldn't be worried about the third game, right? Because, I mean, Jedi Survivor was a definitely a darker game than Fallen Oh, Order. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I loved that. And so now people are like, man, like, is is Cal going to fall to the dark side? Like, is he going to die? Where, or is he just going to stay on Tantalor? I don't know. So, uh, but I am completely certain that at some point we will see Cal Kestis in live action. Without a doubt. I I'd rather him come though earlier in the timeline where he's mm -hmm. younger. Yes. So like, what if Jedi three comes out and then Ahsoka season two comes out since that's, Oh no, that's still late in this timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the only projects, like I don't know what projects he could show up in. That's the it, thing. I think Kenobi, Kenobi would have been one. Yeah, that's true. Cause there was a whole list of Jedi names on that wall. Cal wasn't there, but obviously they tied the hidden path to Kenobi, which is a really yeah. cool detail that I love. Yeah. Um, but you know, Quinlan was on there, bro. Um, that Rom Coda from the Force Unleashed was on there. Yeah, uh, bro. I don't, like there was a whole lot of people. So um I can't remember. The Survivor still still takes place before. I think so. Kenobi, I, I, right? I, I, no, I think Survivor, it's somewhere around that same timeline. That's why people right. thought he could pop up in there because it's mm. around the same time. Yes. So that, that's right. Because I remember they were people like Cole and I were joking that like Darth Vader was just taking L after L because like he got. He got his ass beat by Kenobi, and then he got his ass beat by. Well, I mean, granted, he did end up winning. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers. I'm not gonna say tune out like five, four, three, two, one. Um, that he did. He did end up killing Seer. Yeah, yeah. Seer yeah. laid the smack down on Vader I, for a little I bit. I know she shouldn't have been able to do like that what? much damage to him, bro. That was a little od. Like, no, come I, on. I, I, I gotta disagree. I, I think I'm a big fan of. To me, it's almost identical to when. Kanan defeats the Grand Inquisitor. Objectively yeah. in power, the Grand Inquisitor should be stronger than Kanan. But the overarching thing is a Jedi is able to reach their maximum potential when they no longer have any fear. And that's yeah. the same thing as Seer says, like, 
the difference is, is I'm not fra- afraid anymore. And Seer has reached her maximum potential as a Jedi. Yeah. Kanan, when he defeats the Grand Inquisitor, he's just like, I'm not afraid anymore. Like, and that allows him to fully reach his potential. Now, I will say she did go kind of sicko mode on Vader, but I think Vader yeah. went Vader went in thinking that like she was going to be as weak as she was in Fallen Order. And so True. he got like that that's the Anakin kind of bleeding through, you know, a little bit. Yeah. But obviously, like there was no way she was making it out of that fight, you know. And he still he still walked away triumphant. But I do find it funny that he he kind of got beat up uh in like twice majorly in the same year. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I know. So, so crazy. Like, dude, Vader is just punching his wall when he gets home. He's like, dude, I got beat by my old master again, and then I got <laughs> beat by this this chick. Come on now. Um, but yeah. Oh man. Um, I, I'm excited for everything, man. I'm uh, and you were there when when uh Cameron said that they were working on the third game. So. Dude, so I and I wasn't recording at that point because at that point he uh the the people in the crowd were just asking questions so somebody went up and asked him what are you working on now mm-hmm. and he's like oh right now the only thing i got going on is that we're working on the third game so like yeah yeah i was literally sitting there when he said that yeah and like that it was nice to hear that because like we all kind of knew and figured it but hearing him say that like he he had to have been approved to say that because like that's a big deal the third game yeah yeah and i think he can't talk about you know anything that he's working in live action wise because of the strikes and whatnot. Yep. He, he is part of SAG after us. So, um, but I mean, it's still, I mean, Jedi fallen order and survivor are like two of EA's biggest games. So, oh my gosh, yeah, so good. It's, it's, and it was clearly setting up for a third game. So I, I, um, I'm very happy that there is a third game in production that honestly might be in terms of like the big star Wars projects is that game and respawn is also working on another game um mm-hmm. they're working on um a game that is actually heavily inspired by the dark forces game so that be that being dark forces one and two and like jedi outcast and everything which was more of like an art it, it, those games are kind of like a doom style first person shooter oh okay okay yeah um so i don't know if they're going to go full shooter with it but of course respawn made the titanfall games which are some of my favorite shooters yeah. so if you take titanfall and put it in that in star wars yeah and hey i'm i'm all in <laughs> nice nice oh what was i about to say um i was about to say something about it was after cal <sighs> bro i lost it <laughs> it's okay, I, man. I, I don't know if it was video game related or oh so the the strike stuff so mm-hmm. once that's all situated because who knows if it'll finish this year the beginning of next year yep. i just hope that star wars and lucasfilm they get their shit together and come up with the plan and schedule and let us know because like that's just the worst part is just wondering what's going on like with yeah. with marvel at least I know I have Secret Wars coming up. I have Deadpool 3. I have yeah. Fantastic Four. I have an X-Men movie. So I have projects, even though they're years away, I'm, I know yeah. they're coming. With Star Wars, I just know the shows that we're getting, but the movies and all that stuff, like, it's it's up in the air. So I just want yeah. some like something clear and to not wait until Japan Celebration to let us know what's going on. Because that, that next year and a half would suck. Yeah, it's that's what I told Cole is once Ahsoka wrapped. I was like, listen, I think we're going to be I think we're going to be in a little bit of a drought for a while, which is which is, you know, OK with me. I think that gets us excited for the next stuff. But like, yeah, yeah it, I think it would be nice for um, for like 
you know, at least by Japan, like, I think they just really have to get kind of a step, like, uh, they've got to still figure out what works for them, you know, yep. like, you know, the movie, like the movie every year didn't work. Yep. Uh, and like, you know, the TV shows, like we've gotten a couple successes, but we've gotten a couple not so. Yeah. And so I think they really just have to find like the flow of like, you know, how many animated seasons are we going to do a year? How many movies are we going to do every so year? How many live action shows are we going to do every year? And like, I think once they kind of get that down and they can really yeah. find their their crew of creative people to that they can really rely on like of course john and dave are kind of their their two most consistent people but the people working on all the other projects it's it's a very very sporadic crew of people which we really yep. don't know whether their their projects are gonna take off or not um i mean i'm I'm extremely excited for the Acolyte. I I saw the leak. I'm, did you see the trailer for Acolyte? Yeah, I was okay. there. It's the trailer. The trailer for Acolyte had me just as hyped as the first trailer for Ahsoka. Yeah, like it's dude. The dude. The end of that trailer when all they yep. light all up all their lightsaber. Yeah, dude. Because like in my mind, I'm like, bro, six Jedi wouldn't ignite their lightsabers if there wasn't like six Sith across yeah. from them or yeah. something really really bad. Oh, so. Yeah. This show, it, it's a sleeper, even though the, the lady said a lot of dumb stuff about George in the prequel. Yeah, don't be what, on George. Whatever, on yeah. But I think this show is going to be a banger. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm, that's the one that I'm honestly, in terms of like shows and whatnot, I don't like, that's probably the live action project I'm currently most excited for until we start to get more details on Dave's movie and stuff yeah. like that. Because right now we just don't know a whole lot. Um, I'll be honest, I'm sad that it's ending, but. I, I'm really excited for Bad Batch season three. Um, so we got the trailer for that at Celebration Two. Yeah, it looks dark, gl like gritty, gloomy, and it looks like everyone's gonna die. The yeah. trailer looked, yeah, it, it looks good. Great, can't wait. No, I, I honestly, yeah, I mean, I know that Wolf is in the trailer, right? Uh, yeah, bro, that uh, was sick seeing Wolf. I, yeah, it, Wolf is a he's one of my favorites personally. So I think it's definitely going to kind of explain where we see the clones, especially Rex and Wolf and Gregor in rebels. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, I mean, tech alone. I was like, are you like just so like devastated? And so like, but, but like, I can't, I can't deal with another loss, man, but it's so good. Like I just, yeah. so I, I season one of bad batch. I liked, but I didn't love, I was just kind of like, yeah, there was a lot of, kind of whatever happening mm -hmm. season two felt like it had a good pace of like okay we get two episodes of like them kind of doing some more stuff in the galaxy and then we get a banger crosshair episode right yeah uh, and it felt like it actually was kind of going somewhere there wasn't as, yeah. as much fluff and even the things that were what you know kind of filler if you want to call them that i still personally enjoyed a lot more than the filler that we had in season one because there was a good chunk of that <laughs> what about even fat mace windu on the island eating with the tsunami what oh okay <laughs> that one that one was, that was probably rough. that one was probably my least favorite but that did at least what i will say about that episode is that tech romance uh that i was about to say that like it, it i mean they were clearly setting up that tech like because we didn't really get a whole lot of tech and echo in the first season and then yeah. of course echo leaves and tech 
possibly dies. We don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of I don't think he's dead personally. Yeah, I don't I don't think he is either. But Bad Batch season two, like yeah, like the episodes were either just like okay or like peak, like the stuff with the Zillow Beast, the Dude. episode with Mayday. I fell in love with his clone, and they took that's him away my favorite in the same episode. episode. Yeah. Mayday, oh, he was so cool. Yeah, that's so, that's um that is D. Bradley Baker's favorite clone. He said, "Really, Mayday, wow!" Yeah. And then the stuff with Cody was just was crazy. The stuff with Rex, and they were on Braca from yeah. Fallen Order, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited for Bad Batch, and especially with it ending, and they're at Mount Tantis, yeah, all the dude. cloning stuff, the Palpatine stuff. So yeah, yeah, this last season's yeah, gonna be crazy. I can't lie and say that I'm in and say that I'm not excited for the the like the whole Tantus stuff. To me, like that yeah, stuff is super interesting, bro. and I think you know obviously season three is kind of the last uh, the last season of the show. So I'm hoping that we still they they really have perfected the animation style and Clone oh my, Wars. It's ridiculous! It's ridiculous. So good, beautiful, man. And I'm really hoping that like once Bad Batch ends, that tales of the jedi is kind of what they they kind of double down on um even if that's like an you know it's more of an anthology series i'm hoping it's like you know the animation team can move over to tales of the jedi and be like all right we're gonna instead of making a six episode season with only two characters we're gonna make a 12 episode season with four characters right like Mm -hmm. um or even 15 like you know sets of like three episodes per her different Jedi in all different kinds of eras, whether it's High Republic or prequel or like original trilogy or in the dark times, like that's kind of what I want them to focus in on. Cause like we said back in the beginning, uh, the Dooku episodes were so good and you can't just get rid of that. Like that, the animation style that they've crafted and worked so hard on so good. Like, so they, they need to just milk that they need to do tales of the Jedi Tales of the Sith, Tales of the mm-hmm. Bounty Hunter, Tales of the Clones, Tales of the Droids, Tales yeah. of the Huts. They could do Tales of anything. Weren't they working on like a like? Wasn't it like a Droid story Did that get oh, canceled? Like a, like, a, like a like an animated something, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it got like uh, silently shelved. Like they didn't officially cancel it, but they announced yeah. it. What was that 2019 or something 2020 yeah i remember that i was like dude that's what it's again one of those projects that i was like oh yeah that got announced yeah okay that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah no i think it'd be cool if like we did like a tales of the jedi and then kind of like uh you know like the ancient sith and we get like revan and xr coon and mark aragnos and uh darth malik and malgus and like Dudes, start bringing in Nihilus and Scion. All like, that stuff. On. There's Dude. so much. It's like an open book test, and they don't want to cheat. You have all these <laughs> yeah. books. Like you can make a show or movie about any of these books. Plagueis, like, I'm, like, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I was about to say, I'm about to start reading the Plagueis book because I haven't mm. read it yet, and I heard it's amazing. Yeah. But like, there's so much you could do. Like, it's all there, and we already love it. We're gonna yeah. love it even more. Like, yeah. it just it blows my mind, man. Yeah, I've I've. It's funny you mentioned that Plagueis is actually one of the books that we do plan on doing on our little book club thing. So, nice. so, so uh, I have not read it either, but I know a lot about it. But I've heard many people say like, if you had to read one Star Wars book, they always say that, Plagueis. Mm-hmm. They it, always I, say Plagueis. I, someone said it's like it is like hard R Star Wars. Like it is like gruesome. It is yeah. dark, but it sets up perfectly like what Palpatine is doing in in the Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, dude, I love the Phantom Menace so much. That's that's one of Cole and I are big Phantom Menace fans, and oh, some yes. of the, the the little parallels we got in Ahsoka. 
of dude with like, Shin, it felt yeah. like Phantom Menace, like with yeah. Maul, like frame for frame, scene for scene, angle for angle, droid for bro. Yeah, that that was one of the coolest things, just like seeing her up on the hill with the droid, and I was like, dude, this is this is yeah. Dave Filoni showing George some love with the Phantom Menace stuff. Phantom yeah. Menace is so overhated. I'm sick of it, man. Like, oh, I love it, bro. I, it's so I, good. I remember. I was 14 when it came out, so I saw it in theaters the day it came mm-hmm. out, and it was just amazing. And yeah. I remember seeing the trailer on TV. That's why I fell in love with Darth Maul, seeing him in the trailer, like in 98 when the trailer dropped, and him mm-hmm. igniting both sabers. And I was like, they can do that? Like, it just yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, dude. So I love the Phantom Menace, bro. Dude, I, I can only imagine what the hype would must have been like for people who had waited, you know, God, man. Well, I guess it would have been 16 years, um, which, oh man, you know, in two years, Revenge of the Sith will be 20. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like I can only imagine the levels of hype that people had. Like I would have been on cloud nine during the Phantom Menace days, dude. Like oh, I think yeah. you and Will collect a lot of like the old school, like uh, Phantom Menace merch and stuff The best like that. stuff is from 99. Everything yeah. Phantom Menace was the best merch, bro. I love it. I've got a, I've got a 1999 vintage Darth Maul Obi Wan uh, shirt that I got, nice. and I, it is like one of my pride and joys. I'm like, dude, yeah. this, this shirt is sick. Yeah, damn, awesome, awesome. All right, so that's pretty much all I have because I think uh, if we don't stop, we'll keep going all night. Yeah, talking. I was about to say I got to apologize. I've I think you know typically these run for maybe no more than an hour and a half, and I've just been talking and talking. So uh, thanks, nah. thanks for bearing with me, and thanks for talking with me. Of course. So what do you have coming up next on your channel that the people could look forward to? Yeah, so we we actually, which we, we kind of got into it between you and I, but uh, our next episode, we're going to do um, just kind of our Ahsoka kind of retrospective, just kind of talking all about the show, um, which you've, you've got a lot of my thoughts here already. Yes. That's, um, that's what we're going to kind of do, just kind of looking back on what we thought of the show as a whole. And then beyond that, man, uh, we've got we've got a whole list of just of of topics I've got in our our little Discord server that we have. I mean, I've got a massive list of just topics that we plan on talking about between yeah. you know rankings and some of our favorite scenes and pot and like you know some of our favorite collectibles or s- stories and legends that we just love. Like it's the the list goes on and on. So there is no shortage of content here at Mortis FM a star Wars podcast. So, um, awesome. yeah. All right, guys. So definitely go check them out. The link will be down in the description for Mortis FM. Mm-hmm. Go subscribe today. But, uh, thanks again, man, for coming on. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And that'll be it for this episode of Sif talk. We'll see you guys next week. May the Bye, force guys. be with you. <laughs>